Ladies and gentlemen, may I present for your intellectual and philosophical pleasure Run Fez on Raw Dog Serious XM Comedy Hits Channel 's it's the Ron and Fez show live today this is actually my second of three shows that I'm doing today I did the ONA show this morning from what I hear Slade uh, doing this show expect to slay again and then uh, after this uh, George Lopez town hall where we get the whole town together. And we just finally, you know, have it out with George Lopez. Like, you know, demand some answers to some of the questions that have been bothering us over the years. Hey, listen, Lopez, I got a bone to pick with you. That's how every caller, well, <laughs> listener starts off with, I've got a bone to pick with you. And then they ask their question. Um, we also announced today that the uh, we're going to be doing an Unmasked with Opie and Anthony. And that is... April 17th at Caroline's on Broadway. And from what I now understand, that is tentative. Oh. That's that's what it sounded like by the end of the ONA show. All right, so you're switching up, too. Because I know that Wiki and Fez were working into this. But if we've all got, you know, loose knees, we can bend and go. Oh, knows a place in Long Island. I know a lot of people want to go to this. Could be a lot of fun. Hey, uh... Let's go over here to Lou. Lou, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Bobby B, million bucks. Million to you, my friend. Uh, hey, great show. Uh, great appearance today on uh, ONA. You, you, your stand-up. I actually want to know, is there any way you can buy those tickets, or are they going to be given away? They will all be given away. Uh, all the details are up on the iBang today about how to get the tickets. Um, but then the definitive list will come out on Monday. Uh, the way Wiki told me, it's going to be somewhat of a sweepstakes situation. Uh, Caroline's on Broadway, and I already um, think that we should come out to the song on Broadway. Um, but well, I'll have to talk to Wiki uh, later about the details. I haven't been involved in any of the meetings. Um, Fez was at some of the meetings. Uh, this was a long time coming. Oh, here it is, on Broadway. But if you're listening to the ONA show, uh, we were all pirates together at one time. They were 
madness those days. Madness. Some of the stories that Jimmy got into alone. <laughs> totally wild. Um, so we will uh, work all that out. Whether or not we'll be going to Caroline's, which I had uh, uh, suspected up this time. But now here in Fez and Wiki's still being open to changes taking place. Lord knows anything can happen. Uh, but the ticket plans are TBA. TBA. So stay tuned. All right? I don't know if you stay tuned. I mean, we're going to probably announce it on Monday. <laughs> stay tuned anyway. Sure. Second and three big shows. You're about to hit the hat trick. Wouldn't that be something if I get the hat trick first time in radio? Anyone's ever done three shows in the same day? Just throwing everyone's faces. Um, let's go over to the lady trucker, LT. How are you? Uh, doing good, Ron. I good. really enjoyed you on O and A right now. Uh, <laughs> this morning earlier too, but I think it's pretty cool. You're on two stations at one time. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> Their replay is that I'm on two different stations. It's kind of a mind fuck. It it just it's mind fucking me right now. You're in two places at the same time. It might be an interesting idea for me to just sit quietly, and we'll turn on the O and A channel, and I can listen to see how I did there. Now, let me tell you something about the uh, the Ron and Fez listeners. This is, this is why it's so much fun to do this uh, sh- show. One of the industry uh, trades, allaccess.com. Um, Lori Lewis wrote up an article about us, by us I mean here the show and you guys, trending Ron and Fez uh, last week. Um, And basically what she's saying is that the other radio stations should follow us uh, on the way to use Twitter and the way to use social media. So congratulations to the Ron and Fez listeners. Bigger than life there. Destroying. Um, And she, you know, said it was a rare feat. She doesn't realize we've done it like, I don't know, six, seven times since the beginning of the year. Um, But then we also found out about that from Martha Quinn. (laughs) tweeted us, famous Martha Quinn, and then she put uh, hashtag cakehorn. She is a big fan of the cakehorn bit. I was so happy. Madness um, takes place. Um, OPSB Today goes, why can't Fez see that the cakehorn thing was good for business? Why can't he enjoy that? People were making songs about it, like mm-hmm. immediately afterwards. Yes, mocking songs. Martha Quinn's getting in her shots now, because I messed up a word. Look, no one picked on you on trying to split up Opie and his wife on date night. That's something that's going to stay out off the air. I don't know whether you heard that, Chris, but apparently Tappy was sitting in between them, tapping his foot during their date night. It was already on the air, so now that's a thing. Um, Chris, Chris, you're on the Run of Fest show. Ronnie B, I don't know if you caught that uh, documentary on ESPN last night called Perfect, about uh, the perfect games that have been pitched. They went inning through inning, what the pitch was feeling. It was pretty cool last night. I figured you'd enjoy it. No, I was too busy watching um, Wisconsin 
with their Chester PA coach taking into the uh, Elite Eight. Very exciting night of basketball last night. How are we doing on our comedians? Big Seven, everybody going for it. All right. Uh, Tom Segura has jumped into the lead with that. Wait. I'm a shocker. He has gained serious ground. He's in the front with Gino Bisconte falling back. So it's 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 this is Segura's race to fucking lose right now. Does anybody else have a shot but these two guys? Tommy Jenkins' uh, final four is still alive, but the rest of his bracket was so messed up that it, it's it's still it's not good. Yeah, but maybe he can make some big leaps with the final four. Those three guys are it's a neck neck race, and then it's Segura, a neck neck race. Neck, they're neck to neck to neck. But Segura is pulling away right now. Segura still riding high. His album came out was number one on uh, iTunes for quite a while there. Fantastic. I had no idea that. Dominating everything he gets his hands on. Yeah, I mean, he's a winner. The guy's a winner. Uh, Jason, Rochester, you're on the Run of Fest sh- show. How's it going, buddy? Yeah. Um, last night I took a date to go see uh, Don Rare on a Thursday night. It was an amazing show. He uh, attacked the club owner, and at one time the club owner, out of embarrassment, shut off the entire lighting system. It was like, I've seen a lot of comedy shows on the weekends, and this was my first Thursday night show. I know it's usually like the comics' first set of the week for him. So I was wondering if like that was like their normal, their normal thing they did is like they get acclimated with the town and they come in and like riff and all that kind of stuff. I have, uh, you know, I'm not specific to what the comedy club is. I would say it's unusual for the, an act to attack the club owner and then have the club owner turn off the lights. So <laughs> I was, think it you was, probably it was all in good fun, though. It, I think it you probably like send up, spirit, showed up when. What was it? A very small crowd? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it was. It was. An old, we were the, definitely the youngest ones there. I'm 24, and. Uh, I've been to a lot of comedy shows. This is my date's first time at a comedy club. So it was kind of fun just to see her reaction to it. And he was attacking the dude's wife because she was having a baby. Dom's great. Dom's mm. awesome. He's okay. really funny. Yeah, he's a very, very funny man. Uh, he was yep. one of our uh, uh that we did. Uh, Chris, that other Unmasked hasn't been announced, right? Uh, no, it has not. I'm ready to pull the plug on it. On the two that are sitting there because they're too soon, right? Yeah, they're within, you know. They're, well, one is with would be a week, and then the other one's like a week and a half. Pull it. All right, I'll pull it. Because we got Tracy Morgan coming up. We yeah. got Owen A coming up. Yeah. You know. Sometimes you just got to pull it, dude. Yeah. What are you giving hand signals about? I need an intern to run downstairs for a uh, for something. Just say what it is. It's driving me fucking nuts. With he needs, uh, so, uh, I heard that someone needs uh, some breakfast. Who's someone? Me? <laughs> no, no, not you. Well, where is he? Uh, on on his way. Okay. So Jay Moore is on his way, and he would like a little breakfast. Yeah, is that's that all. it. Yeah, that's yeah. It, exactly. I, I I wasn't told that. I have no idea. Well, what were you ju- jumping up for? Uh, Jay had somebody with him that he needed his name put in the system. Why don't you guys just say so? It would take a, a lot less time. I don't have anybody answering the phones now while I'm sitting here. It's not a uh, a, a well-run team here. Um, I'm going to just take this uh, blindly. Hi, you're on the Run Fed Show. Ronnie B, I'm doing one of your favorite things ever. I'm taking a match to Virginia and moving to Louisiana. God bless you, sir. Okay, my friend. Take care. Peace. 
craziness takes place in this. Uh, There's also show. big uh, movements in our in the the listener bracket challenge. Shelby's fat lips, Pepper's fat tits has fallen down to tenth place. Oh jeez! Oh, and Uber X three is back to the to the front. Well, he belongs there with his boring name. He changed it to something else, but I'm still going to call him Uber X three because that was his original thing. Uh, Phil in New Hampshire, you're on the Run Fed Show. Hey, I just wanted to warn everybody, and Fezzy, most importantly, if you clicked on that link in the all-access article that you guys just tweeted, um, the first image that comes up is the Photoshop of Fez with the dick in his mouth, and I just wanted everyone to know. I thought it was pretty funny. Fez, I don't think that I don't think that should be out there. No, I would agree with that. If I'm going to have a dick in my mouth, first of all, I don't want it photoshopped, and secondly, I wouldn't want it out there for the public to see. Who would you want it to be, Chris Stanley? There's worse dicks out there. What? You're in a clip show, my friend. You just got clipped. Um, is Jay's friend in the system? Yes, he is. I did not know that Jay was uh, that popular. That he actually had friends. <laughs> Let's. Um, all right. So Lori Lewis's article about us uh, trending over and over. Um, actually jumped in and used a bunch of our listeners tweets as part of our art part of the article let's take a look at this uh and this was the new slogan for the ron and fez show it's like listening to a train wreck on groundhog's day hashtag ron and fez you'll come for the comedy but stay for the listeners hashtag ron and fez oh by the way that was ann wood and brian miller Here's the Wonder Box. It's not like you have anything better to do. It's not like you have anywhere else to go. Hashtag Ron and Fez. Uh, Sean Benjamin said, The funniest dead air on radio. Hashtag Ron and Fez. The only thing more important than hashtag Russia. Hashtag Ron and Fez. That's right. That was DJ KB. Stay Gold Pony Boy said, Yeah, but can you trend on MySpace? Hashtag Ron and Fez. Um, Shasta Marie Watley says, great content and a shit app, hashtag Ron and Fez. And then the lovely Millie Hatchet writes, uh, one of us is not allowed to meet Oprah, hashtag Ron and Fez. Uh, Jay Moore is going to be performing at the Borgata tonight. Uh, but before that, he's going to stop in and say hi to us. Uh, here's Ryan. Ryan, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ryan, we got you, buddy? Oh, yeah, you do. Uh, I'm from Illinois. Wanted okay. to know what my odds were of getting tickets to you interviewing ONA, because I would definitely fly out for that. Um, I, I have to tell you, I don't... You know, Monday they're going to announce how you can get tickets... Uh, Fez is now telling us it may even move to a larger venue, which, uh, you know, surprises me. But I'll have to talk to uh, Don Wiki Wicklin about that. You didn't talk to him when you heard it all come up, Fez? No, I didn't talk to him this morning. That should have been me, but I was on the air at the time. Chris, I need you to do a Ron clone. Okay. And then have it facing my back, watching my back there's at all of, times. There's a Ron clone on the ONA channel right now. Weird. Weird. I feel like we're in a time paradox. And I don't know if you're the original or you're a clone. 
The only way to know that, I guess, is to know whether you're a clone. Holy shit. I thought I was the original, Chris. Uh, Derek, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, boys. I've uh, been on the app for, like, probably three days now, and everything is going swimmingly. I'm glad to hear that. Everybody uh, use the app every day if you can, even if you don't need to. Just go put on the app and hop in there because it helps if they know more people are going after it all the time. Um, John, in Kansas, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Ron, you ever thought about doing an unmask of Pepper Hicks, and how do you think that would go? I'd actually want to do a mask with him. <laughs> I want to do not so much an unmask, but a, a fashion makeover. What? I buy these t-shirts four, in four packs. Does, I know you don't. It doesn't look good, right? I know you don't. And that's why this is the before picture. <laughs> I mean, it'll be very easy for you. I got a nice size 8 hat. I'm going to tell you something right now, Chris Stanley, and you don't like to admit it. No. You're a handsome man. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't see it, but thank you. I, You're I, a handsome man, and that's all going to come out <laughs> after this uh, makeover. Surprise makeover. That's gonna freak me out, man. Because I don't. I I like shopping. It's like I told you, I like shopping in dollar stores because the clothes that are irregular are cheaper. Because then, really, if there's a hole in it, big deal. Rick, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. Uh, I heard you this morning on Opie and Anthony, and uh, whoever's running your microphones there, man. I tell you what, you sounded real good this morning over there, but now you sound different here on on your own show. Who is that? Pepper Hicks with his hoofs? Are they getting in the way? What? No. Uh, no, this is, um, that's Fez Watley. Uh, Jay Bone, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's up, guys? Great job today, Ron. Loved it. But uh, I got Saturday for you. Yeah, oh, Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Saturday. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, that was weird. All right, Saturday. Chris Pepper Hicks or the milk I got in my refrigerator? <laughs> Because it's in your refrigerator, it's Chris Pepper Hicks Stanley. Thank you. I beat a car in the milk. The milk in my refrigerator would probably be a different thing. It's, a, it's barely even, it's not even alive. It's a car in the milk. I know it's not alive, but I like my cereal. You know, if I were alive, I could, you know, go get you cereal or milk. You never do. I'll go down that hall right now and get you a car in the milk. What do you, what do you like, skim? 1%, 2 See, whole? the fact that you don't even know that makes you the worst producer who's ever lived. <laughs> I prefer I prefer whole to be you know totally honest. That's called cheese. <laughs> you basically want liquid cheese. Do you have any half and half for these cornflakes? Disgusting. Because I'm trying to really get some flavor up in this motherfucker. Yeah, why do you curse? <laughs> you know what? It was so nice to be on O and A and not hear the constant f bombs. Or in the case of you, Fez, other f bombs. He's always dropping it. Yeah, you're right. Shelby, you are correct. Hey, did you see your man Joe Mandy on um, uh, Seth Meyers last night? He killed it. Crushed. Sweet. Crushed. And then Joan Rivers, forget about it. She fucking destroyed on The Tonight Show. It was amazing to see her on there. Um, you know, you can still do the hashtag red string. Hashtag red string. We're giving out some prizes. And when it came up, I was like, oh, there it is. Got it. For some reason, I thought it was going to come up as a, a punchline, but he just used it in the middle, really. Oh. I guess it was a semi-punchline, if there could be such a thing. 
So masking uh, Pepper Hicks, unmasking O&A. Um, I could just put a hood over my head. At 3 o'clock. Forget about it. We'll be doing... Uh, yeah, I really feel like two things I want you to do. Okay. Tell my agent, anyone doing three shows like this should be more valued by this company. All right. I'm writing this down. And then B, and this is actually a prequel, find out who my agent is. All right. Who's Ron's Find agents. out who my agent is yeah. and then wake him up. Okay. Wake up. I mean, three big shows in one day like this? That's fucking intense, dude. And you're announcing fucking Unmasked with O&A? And then yes, you're doing a town hall? that was the first show. That was the first show. And now we're live running Fez? I don't need you playing a hunt of me, okay? I don't need a yes man. What I need right there is the quiet man. You're being very tense today, Fez. Yeah, just um, just some screw-ups going wrong, on. buddy? We're trying to make sure people are in the system and Jay Moore they gets are. in. That's that's not supposed to be you worrying about that. That's, that's on your me. producers. That's on me. They're in the system. Everything's going to be fine. I'm, I'm keeping an eye on everything. Is this? Did you want to sit in between Jay Moore and his wife? Make that awkward on their date night? It would be a nice spot to be, but my intention was not to make anything awkward. I was seated there. Opie came back around and was sitting on the end. I ended up in between them. It was circumstances beyond my control. Edgar, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. What's going on? Hey, Ronnie. Pleasure uh, listening to you on your own station on O&A. You know, it's, it's fun listening to them, but recently they've just been talking over the callers, talking over each other. They start playing some bits on the radio, and they talk over that. Your show, nice and smooth. Everybody gets a chance. It's uh, the cool thing about our show is it's very quiet. Um, it is radio. I like to consider it radio's answer to the Great Plains, where you're looking out there, and then for a long time you're like this. I think it's a guy on a horse. I'm not a hundred percent sure. There's nothing around him. I don't know whether, but I think I see a guy on a horse. My eyes playing a trick on me? Yeah. Yeah, we've never had a case of anyone stepping on each other on this show. Even in our meetings. We have the quietest meetings of any adult men you've ever seen in your life. It's controlled and measured, the meetings. Why is that? I don't know. Is it the lack of creativity? The lack of ideas? The general sense of stupidity. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. Those are some dumb fucking meetings. Yeah, some stupid shit comes up in them. Yeah, or nothing at all. Yeah. And like, they always use the term deaf and dumb. These are just dumb. Just really dumb. We're turning around. See? Nobody's stepping on us. Give me a pound, Fez, later. You know I'm just going to pull it back. But you were going to get to it one way or another. Remember when you tried the thing yesterday? Uh -huh. And then you punched me right there? Yeah, that wasn't a pound. You just tried to run around now. It looks stupid. Um, my people writing in, how do I find out? Or can I read that article? You go to the Ron and Fez SXM on Twitter. We've got it there. You, the listeners, won this one. You've proven that you're the best listeners, the best callers, the best tweeters. Don't let anybody tell you that you're not. 
You 100% are. Uh, now I'm hearing that we also may have Louis Anderson stopping in. Yes, we, yes, yes, we do. Yes, we, yes. <laughs> yes, we, yes, we yes, yes, everybody. <laughs> I wonder uh, if I could ever top all the retarded things I say on a daily basis. Oh, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. Call the show if you're also hearing voices. Call the show if you're also hearing voices. That was Fez yesterday. Uh, Kyle sent us this stuff where... I guess it's somebody who's insane and what they're normally like a schizophrenic, what it sounds like in a schizophrenic's head. And Chris was just playing it real light under Fezzi. And then for some reason, he made it way too loud. So Fezzi couldn't even hear himself. Um, it becomes that talking over radio that some people have a problem with. But here's a little bit piece of it. It freaks me out, and yeah, and it throws me way off because it jumps from side to side, from yeah, from the left side to the right side where the voice is coming from. Why didn't you just take your headphones off? I thought because I didn't think that would work. I thought it was actually in my skull. There were times that you were yelling out. I hear it in my headphones. And then the fucking dumb callers. I hear it too. Fez right. There's something being played. Uh, Kyle loved that. By the way, even though we don't know how we're giving out tickets, and there's a limited amount of tickets, Kyle has done so much for the interrobang.com, I want him to get tickets. And I'm saying that in front of... I'm not going to be one of these fucking guys who acts like, oh, I don't know who's getting tickets. I do know. Kyle. You're a straight shooter. Anyone else wants to be mad, they can, but you have to also take into consideration you don't send in as many stories as Kyle does or write them up as funny as Kyle does. And you're not going to be bringing around a hot chick like Kyle does. Kyle's earned love is what he's done. Yeah, like a good parent, we make you earn our love. You And if you ever embarrass the family like that again, at the fucking Walmart, I will beat you to within an inch of your life. You keep your shit together out in public. If you ever humiliate us again in front of the Andersons and the Grizzes, I will go out of my way to make your life a living hell. Make a scene like that? Oh, yeah. You are making a scene, my friend. In the produce aisle of all places? Um, Matt, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Yeah, I was going to see. Will Fez be allowed at the Unmasked? And if so, will his seat be up there on stage between Opie and Anthony? Do not do that. This is not the animation show, Fez. I am not going to sit in between them. Do you remember what happened when I was a judge at the animation show? Yeah, you did a great job. Who sat next to me the whole night? Who got themselves in between me and Patrice also using the mic when they weren't an official judge? Well, that was me. That might have been the I beginning s- of the end then, too. That was very weird. And then Ope had to say, look, I am so sorry. I didn't know Fez wanted to be a judge. This is really awkward. And then I had to say, oh, no. It's not awkward. <laughs> Maybe that's what I'll call my book. It's not awkward, he lied. 
This 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 is a normal for everyone else. I thought JJ signed in. I saw they signed in. Was he having a bite first? I don't know the what f- he's up to. I don't know. Um, Somebody want to go get him? I'll go check. Wait, that leaves me alone with. Oh, what's this? <laughs> go open it up. That's Jane Moore at the door. Bigger than life. Hi, boys. Jane Moore, good to see you, my friend. Are you guys on the air right now? Yeah, we're, yeah, on, we're on. Jane Moore looks like a million bucks, too. You look hey, fantastic. last time I was here, I was wearing a white jacket and sunglasses and a red scarf, and you said, Look, Bond, the new director's here. <laughs> I did look like a director from the Flintstones. It was fucking it was fantastic. But you're wearing the old high school gear today. Verona Hillbillies. Is that uh, is that your wrestling gear? You coming in? No, this is just a hoodie. But yeah. if anybody wants to go, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm heavyweight now. I'm not 135, but... Um, you're doing fantastic, though, huh? Heaven on earth, Ronnie. I s- and I miss you guys very much. I miss listening to you terribly. I wish the <sighs> channel would replay your show a uh, lot more. We have a, a a boss who, I don't know why, I mean, he likes Fez a lot, then he likes Shelby, uh, then me, then 30, 30 fucking feet of shit, <laughs> then Chris Stanley. Chris Stanley's on the bubble. But uh, he's still here with us now. But thank you so much for dropping by. I know you're going off to Dolang City tonight. No, but I'm yours right now. Yeah, I'm at Borgata tonight and Foxwoods tomorrow. And uh, a lot of driving. It's nice to see General Custer has made it into the fold. Salute. Fez looks good. That's a tight stash. You know what that is? That's like a double-A baseball... From 1895? Yeah, Snuffy Sternweiss. <laughs> he looks good. And he's got a birthday weekend coming up, too. He really does. 29 again, huh, Fezzy? One you know more what, time. You know what would be great? If he went with you on your little road trip to the... Oh, no. Remember what Jesus. happens when you invite him places. Well, that's old news, Ron. Yeah. Let's keep is, it positive. And I don't time. care how many birthday candles are on that cake. <laughs> Daddy's going to be mad when you blow them out. That's for Ron Bennington. He fucking loves when I do Chris Penn. Do you hear that, Daddy? You know what I love, though? I'm hearing other people pick up your impression. I know where it came from first. Here. Yeah. This was the spot. You were the guy. You're the guy who nailed it. But it's always easier to be the second person into the wave yeah. of an impression. you got to crack the code. Once yeah. you figure out what... That's the thing with impressions. is you. There has to be a hook on the wall to hang your jacket on when you get lost. Like with walking, it's... Yeah. The, just that quick, yeah. <laughs> and with Pacino, it's... Oh! <laughs> so when you go down the rabbit hole and you realize, I'm not even sure if I'm doing Pacino anymore. You just circle back and go, Oh! Fez, are you going to tell me... Now it's your birthday. My eyes are real big because I have a point to make. So, yeah, there's a whole bunch of things we do impressions you hang your hat on. I thought you were going to be on. I did O&A today. I thought you were going to be in there. I slept. I slept. You got to have, have that. Otherwise, I get sick. Yeah. You see these homeless guys. They're like, ever see the ripped homeless guy? Mm-hmm. He's got these built like a brick shit house. I'm like, what? How? How are you begging and have time for dips? <laughs> like if I don't get nine hours of sleep, I wake up with a sore throat. I got a vaporizer, humidifier next to my bed. How long do you think you could last on the street, honestly? A day. Yeah. Because I have to poop a lot. I have like loose bowels, mm-hmm. and when I I have to pee all the time, I got so just looking for bathrooms alone. I've never seen a homeless guy shit in my life. Where do they go? 
A lot of them right over a fucking sewer grate here really? in the city. Have yeah, you seen just, it? Yeah, they'll just I've or seen... down in the subway. They'll shit down in the subway. I'm guessing they're pants. Oh no, Fez, that's rude. No, I you know he's got a salient point, which oh, is a very fancy awful. word. That would be awful. I've I've seen more homeless men masturbate than I've seen homeless men shitting. I've seen a lot of guys just punching their clown in broad daylight. It always it always makes you a little fearful that masturbation will eventually lead to homelessness. Not like, yeah, blind homelessness. They you, don't do that. You've jerked off so long you forgot to go to work. You've lost everything. This yeah. is an intervention to get you to stop jerking off because we don't want you living on the streets with no shirt on, looking like you benched two twenty five twenty two times like you're at the goddamn combine. You know the weird thing? I was at a, a fucking super secret meeting the other day Ooh. of people with our problems. Yes, sir. And a guy gets up and he's talking. And he goes like this. Look, face it. You make money or you die. <laughs> he just fucking... <laughs> he just... And I went... That's oddly true. You know what I mean? Like, it's oddly true. You are forced to make money or it will lead to conditions of your death. I like that that guy, and I've been to a lot of secret meetings where guys go up and share weird things. Like, that guy had to go up and share in front of however many people, and he's yeah. like, all right, I got to get this make money or die thing off my chest. <laughs> like, other people are like, I want to use yeah. Coke so bad, or, you know, right. the ones I go to. Not the ones. Yeah. My friend Billy, Billy Hayes, come with me to uh, Billy, AC. Nice to you, speaking like, speaking, oh, of, so speaking of secret service, secret uh, meetings, he's, yeah. uh, he's my guy. Is that right? Yeah, he saved Good. my life. Is that right? It's a Billy lifesaver. Hayes. Thank you, brother. Uh, yeah, it's a. I, I went to one once, and a guy goes, uh, "Hey, uh, my name is whatever, and I'm this." And we're like, "Hey," and he goes, "I got 14 days." And we're like, "Okay, this is the one I go to, you know." And he goes, um, "I cannot get this fucking grill to work." And this guy spoke for 18 minutes about his grill, like a Weber grill. And it was like on and on. And I, I called Billy right after. I go, I can't go to the, It's like this place above the bank in my hometown. It's like I know the whole town is there. And it's like, all right. And it's very convenient. But this guy, every time he talks, he talks about his grill. Mm. Like 14 minutes. Everyone's like, I used to blow my dentist for Vicodin. Right. And this guy's like, I can't get this fucking grill to work. And I'm thinking about taking it back to Norris Hardware and telling the guy, because last time, and there's yeah. a whole side item about like his hardware store. Some people shouldn't stop using anything, Ron. I'm you. I'm not one of those people. I right. had to stop because I like friends. Mm -hmm. uh, like Keith Richards quit drinking, and it was on CNN. I don't know if you remember that, because sure. he fell out of a coconut tree in Jamaica. Do you remember that? Yeah. You know you have a problem when you <laughs> quitting makes the ticker going across Wolf Blitzer's shins. <laughs> like Syrian missiles strike Gaza Strip. <laughs> Keith Richards stopped drinking. Like if when I, in my heyday, if it said Jay Moore stops drinking on the CNN ticker, I'd go, well, I didn't. Holy shit. I was bad. It made <laughs> yeah, CNN. Right. But like Keith, why quit? Like you're rounding third in life. You're 80. You're going to be dead in a little bit. I'm He's going to need morphine just for regular reasons. Right. And now's when I need him to take it up a notch. You know, and you know, do you actually know why? He qu I said it right. I tipped a bit. But he, he quit drinking because he was in Jamaica and he fell out of a coconut yeah. tree. And I want you to think about that for a second. You got mm -hmm. 120 seconds? Yeah. You're in a tree in your mansion 
in Jamaica overlooking the ocean. There's mounds of cocaine. It looks like the driveway has just been plowed. Okay, <laughs> Bales of marijuana. Horses are nibbling at them and walking away very slowly. And then one of your friends say, I would like a coconut. And Keith Ever, the host, who loves to entertain, <laughs> says, I have a coconut. <laughs> and they get on Arabian horses, Ronnie. That cost about $2 million each. They didn't even know how to ride. But fuck it. They bareback it. And they go crazy and they gallop. And it's only 14 feet, but they're so fucked up on coke and heroin. They have no spatial recognition. They think they actually went across like the Sahara. They get off the horses. They slit their throats on fucking principle because they can afford it. And Keith decides to go to the top of the tree to get the good one. Falls out. Cracks his skull. This is what happened. Three vertebrae and broke his back. That would have killed all of us. <laughs> but you can't kill what's already dead, Ronnie. It's true. He's held together with bailing wire and scotch tape. That was his bottom. And I think I speak for you, Fezzy, Billy, me. That would have been my top. Yeah, that would have been... A mansion in Jamaica, I'm good. Yeah. Like, what interventionist is going to say to an 80-year-old Keith Richards, hey man, this is not working for you. And Keith just hands him exile on Main Street and goes, have you ever tracked unhappy? I yeah. did it without the banner, but myself I was a streak of inspiration. <laughs> I think that's Ronnie Depp, Johnny Depp. But. <laughs> well, it was still good, though. It was still yeah, good. Was hey, a buddy of yours is stopping in here right now. Louis Anderson wants to oh, say Oh, yes! He's at uh, Levity tonight. Yeah, he's at Levity Live in West Nyack uh, tonight through Sunday. And then at the Plaza Hotel in Las Vegas, Wednesdays through Saturdays. Here comes Louis Anderson. One of my dearest, dearest friends. Is that right? Yeah, one of the true kindest people. There oh, he is. Hi, Louis. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this wonderful I, 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 moment. This wonderful yeah. moment of love. Thank you. Good. Louis at Levity tonight. They kiss. Good to see you, Louis. Ron. Hi, Louis. Fez. I'm Fez. Yes. Have a seat. My all-time favorite radio show. Yeah? Right here. Fantastic. Now, you guys, you guys go back uh, how long? We met at the Pearl Vision Center in what, 85, 86? <laughs> I don't know when it was, to be honest with you. Is these yeah. mine? Yeah. Do I need them? No. You don't have to use them. I would not, no, because they're best you know for you. Are they? Yes. Uh -huh. uh, Fez has got to get uh, a hearing aid. Honestly? Yeah. yeah, I just got diagnosed with hearing loss. Is it true? Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's from a lifetime of uh, these headphones. Huh. I thought Guaranteed. I was stand in front of those uh, Marshall Stack amps when he's back playing Club Benet. <laughs> you know, I, I, that's part of it. Have you ever All had right. the rock show blow your ears up? Uh, no, I haven't. I've had it twice. You have? Once Metallica and once a bar band that I had to do. I saw Louis Anderson once, and it blew my ears out. Uh, it blew your mind. It blew my mind. He was going through a different phase in his uh I was doing my uh, Sam Kennison impression. <laughs> Yo! You're at Levity tonight? Tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. That's like the greatest, apparently. I've like, heard it. Yeah. I've, have you been I've, there? No, but it was like you, you huh? <laughs> No, you asshole. Why won't they book you? <laughs> it's been me. I've been a jerk about it. No, no, stop You've been a jerk? Yeah, I've yeah. always been like, I can. I'm at this place. I'm at that oh, place. Oh, that's right. you got his <laughs> and the other thing. <laughs> Jay hasn't mended every fence that he has. No, this is, this is new pastures. This I just, new, Jay has mended everything now. The routing hasn't worked out for me, but it's the place where everyone goes, you have yeah. to play yeah. Levity yeah. Live. Because usually when there's a new it. club, you're like, oh, this place sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Levity, apparently they nailed it. I hear it's really nice, but you know, like I always think, so what? It's a club. I mean, I'm happy that you have a nice club, but it's so what? It's, it's a club. It's a club. I like to get Without me, you I just like have a, a bunch box. of empty stuff. I'm not here. And, um... <laughs> 
Yeah, it's a bar no, it's a, I'm, I haven't There's been there. That's Billy's. Somebody's about to no. use that. Oh, jeez, Eden. Who to... brought the friend with the phone over there? <laughs> what the fucking do? Somebody's about Eden? to the fucking tie off. He's got to take the call. <laughs> That's right. Make sure it doesn't no, happen. It's a, I hear the same thing. It's a beautiful club, and I'm just kidding, uh, Robert Hartman. And uh, he's, uh, he runs that. Uh, Levity Live. Yeah. For a moment, he was hurt. His feelings were hurt that you were doing a public jokes. I don't know. He's not listening to us, is he? No. He's uh, planning to take over. But the Grizzly brothers are probably they're listening. Gonna put, they're uh, going to put Levity Live clubs in uh, China. Uh, That'll the, be tough, though. Levity do you want to play China, man? <laughs> in China. <laughs> I have a great gig for you, Louis. It's in China? On the, it's on the Great Wall of China. Let me ask you a question, Jay. We're doing a impression of years, my manager, his former manager. In five years, where do you see yourself? <laughs> As far away from you as I can get. That's right. Here, uh, Ron, I love I'll Barry. be. I love I'll Barry. be. We all love Barry. I'll be my manager, Ronnie. Yeah. You, uh, you come into me, fucking livid. Louis, yes. uh, Louis Anderson's at Levity Live tonight. People, get on that. You come at me livid. Where's my money? Okay. I owe you thousands of dollars. Uh, where's my money? Don't I'm supposed up. to have my money. Huh? Do. But where's my money at? This is going on for weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah. I want to get paid. I want to get paid. Ronnie, what year were you born? What does that have to do with anything? You ever I heard of a guy my... named Bernie Carbo? <laughs> no. You I've never, never heard, heard of Bernie Carbo? No. You're in my office ranting and raving like a lunatic. You don't even know who fucking Bernie Carbo is. <laughs> so true. Carlton Fisk hit the big home run in game six. He waved it fair. No one has any fucking idea the guy before him was named Bernie Carbo. And without Bernie Carbo, there's no fucking Carlton Fisk. <laughs> you even have his look. I don't have yes. it, man. Eyes, I don't his... have the money, man. <laughs> it, I gave it all to Nina it Tassler. It's scary when a guy does an impression and his face starts to turn. Honestly, he yeah. really is. Like, he's uh, not just a great comic yeah. and a great person, but a really great impressionist. I don't. I mean, you could have given Rich Little... Jeez. A run. Man of 500 voices, all dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Rich Little, the last That's 15 true. years of his career, didn't do a living impression. Yeah, the, uh, I'm not not a perspective right now, Jimmy Stewart. And I friends. am not a crook. Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy. Carson, Carson is his newest voice. Yeah. yeah. That's the newest one that he's started doing. You know, Carson doing. turned on him. He's never gotten over that. Is that so, right? What yeah. happened there? Yeah, I think you get tired of people doing you. Yeah. Yeah, there's only so many times. Depends on top or bottom. So there's only so many times you're like, like, yeah, that's yeah. that's me you're mocking. Yeah. That's yeah. great. And it isn't even me. <laughs> I'm moving along. Luke's huh? got a new dad. Uh, huh? DVD out, the uh, yeah. special 25th anniversary of Louis' career. In, yeah, wow. On LouisAnderson.com. Call mom. Louis looking. At, mom, Louis looking at me again. That's the name of it. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was so literal. I'm so literal. But why shouldn't you be? Because you, yeah. you're an open book when you do stand up. Yeah. You're very honest. With I everybody. just try to be me. I, well, who else would you mm. try to be? Remember that time you tried to be Jamie Foxx for like two weeks? <laughs> He's singing. It was awful, Ron. Yeah. Well, you know, hi. Jamie Foxx has this great career. Yeah. But when he put with the but the woman on on uh, what is it called? Living Color. Yeah. What's her name that he played? I forget, but I know was the mean. very best thing. Like you put that in there, you got uh, yeah, you I'm, got Emmy, you got an Oscar, and you got that. That's what they're going to play at his funeral. They're going to play him play, in drag. Gonna, Wanda. Yeah. That's Wanda. all. It was Wanda. She was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, my wife had an interesting uh, thing about a year ago. She said uh, African Americans are trying to take the guys dressed as women crown in comedy. <laughs> he used to be just like British men, yeah. but always it, they, yeah, it's you British. Couldn't, you couldn't keep them out of dresses. Yeah. 
British guys and black guys love to dress up. And now the African like American, and then Tyler Perry's got like a whole guys yeah, dressed as women wisecracking he has network. So much money right now. Oprah and him are going to have a battle royal. He should have a baby. He's got a uh, yeah. line for women. He's got uh, nine movies coming out next week yeah. too. Just a constant <laughs> amount of movies. He's doing One his twenty-fifth anniversary of his first. Is that right? No. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's why well, he's doing a movie about Rich Little. Think. He's, <laughs> he's doing the black Rich, Rich Little, Little story. <laughs> it's very <laughs> Rich Small. It's really, he's not paying for it. You he's know what I always ask every small. impressionist, though? Yeah. Do you, do you ever have sex as someone else? Does your wife ever request, oh. you know, Carson or, you know... Sometimes Sinatra. when I lose my erection, I have to tap out as Colin. She'd be like, is it me? I'm like, look, it's not you. You know, I have a lot on my mind with this constitution. They should have written something. Ronnie likes to, you know how many wrinkles I have from doing Colin and Kaitel simultaneously. <laughs> Take off your pants and lay on your tummy. We are about to do dirty things. You're not seeing Louis Anderson tonight, are you? No. You know why? You've been a very bad girl. You ever saw cuck? <laughs> a couple beautiful girls coming back from the Kit Kat Club. I know what you did. <laughs> if I could do any impression, make love to my wife, I would just go Tracy Morgan all day long. Yeah. Is that right? Oh, yeah, because at least that one's fun. And yeah. you could be completely lewd and lascivious. Like, yeah, I got my penis out. I'm going to put it in your earlobe. See what happens. Make, I'm going to make inner ear babies on your cochlea. Hey, let me ask you a question. What was your very first impression? Andrew McCarthy. Honestly? And then Arsenio right behind it. Can I hear it? It's a visual. No one will get it. That's all right. This is Andrew McCarthy and everything. So this is great radio. (laughs) 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 I just did the the confused Andrew McCarthy. (laughs) That was great. That was my first (laughs) impression. I did it when I was 15. From the movie Class. Yes. Yes, with Rob Lowe. Fez nailed it. Nice Nice pull, Fez. It was that... On. Yeah, you're a good dude. You got it. And how do you figure it out? I mean, did you want to? Did you try to mock people? Was there mock a- is a strong word? No, Louis. but I mean, okay, but uh, it must have sound. Uh, we can walk to it. It's uh, right there. Uh, I, uh, uh, back scratcher. Uh, Levity yeah. line. Back scratcher. Uh, back scratcher. You got a little like bearish there. Got the back scratch. Uh, people were asking if we could do a vine of your yeah. Andrew McCarthy. Of course. Yeah, I, as as it. it was starting, I said, we should do a vine. Of yeah, this. we should do a vine. Chris, you want to do a vine on that? Yeah. And then, uh, hey, do you have any red vines, Chris? Yeah. Chris, get uh, red vines. Uh, Chris, any red, red vines? Red vines. Ever bite the ends off, use it as a straw, and your Dr. Pepper, the red vine. Did you hear me do that once? No. Oh, I do that, Joe. Really? Yeah, that's so weird. Worst diarrhea I ever had in my life when my family was going to the Jersey Shore, and I had like six Cokes with uh, Twizzler as straws and then yeah. eating the Twizzlers and by the time we hit like the Dolly Madison rest stuff I was just firing on all cylinders it's like the worst combo in the world Coca-Cola and Red Vines alright we're gonna do your vine right here all just, right now? yeah alright you guys uh, yeah we'll just go on yeah. and help ourselves tell me when you're ready yeah this is Andrew McCarthy Andrew McCarthy I love her man I thought vines were six seconds. This guy's been filming me like yeah, how long was it? Was it six seconds Holy exactly? Shit, dog day afternoon yeah, over here. Got, yeah, huh? Hmm? Have to be dog What's day under the desk, a squirrel? Attica. That was before Attica. my voice changed. Attica. I used to talk like Tyne Daly from Cagney and Lacey. Attica. Okay, any W, we play all the hits. If you got a boss, why am I talking to you, huh? 
And then all of a sudden, everything got real heavy on my back. Oh, Louis Anderson. I like Louis because he works clean, Ron. Yeah. You can bring your kids. You can bring your whole fucking family. He's got the greatest ass I've ever seen. That's why my eyes are real big right now. For no reason, friends. Big eyes when you're driving home. Levity live. Did That's tonight. Did you see him do uh, Phil Spector, though? Amazing. Amazing. He's played Dr. Right? Death, yeah. Yeah. Kevorkian Phil... Spector, and now he's doing Paterno. Phil Spector. I mean, oh, Jerry. He's doing Paterno now? But Are I don't you going to tell he can me? Help. I don't think he can top. Our entire G France is 11 years old. <laughs> Your front yard looks like a scouting combine with lunch boxes. What are you doing, Jerry? Can they play the three four? Can we switch on the fly? <laughs> well, then I approve and turn my head. Yeah, he, Spectre was amazing, but I thought his uh, Kevorkian was even better. Yeah, his Kevorkian was. But it was upsetting to me the Kevorkian thing. Why? Well, is that what upset? I don't know why. I get upset about certain movies. I had. I did. The, <laughs> no, I know. I'm really like. I got a lot. I of did the last interview problems. with Kevorkian ever. Oh, you did? Yeah, I met and, him once. He was really a nice person. Didn't he, work out. He was very, you know, <laughs> different. But you know what? I said I don't want to see you professionally. I just wanted to say <laughs> it wasn't a referral. Yeah. You were his one fail. Yeah. But everybody in the building was like crazy, like running towards him. We had a lot of celebrities yeah. in here, but people, I don't know, they were so drawn to him. You know? And yeah. there's so many people going, thank you for what you do. Mm -hmm. Like, really? This is how much, you know... Why? It's weird that suicide's against the law, and it's the only law you get penalized if you do it in wrongly. If you yeah. if you fail at killing yourself, they can put you you're in jail. jail. But if you kill yourself properly, fucking they, you're, 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 a, you're a made it's, man. It's a perfect crime. They yeah. can't, they can't perfect touch crime. But you know there's a Should, difference between suicide of a healthy person and an older yes. person in pain. Let me ask you this. Yes. Is there suicide of a healthy person? Yeah, you, you know what I always say Ill? about yeah. suicide. Who's going to tap out? That's Nah, suicide is a uh, is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. More Dr. Phil after this. <laughs> no, but I'm serious, though, because, you know, I almost killed myself once. When? Uh, I was when in I Vegas. I was in Vegas, and I was really... You and I friends, low. then? Yeah, I was at a low point, though, and I just, I really came very close, and I said, oh, I'm going to kill myself, and then I actually thought to myself, uh, I didn't want my friends to find me, because it isn't fair uh, to leave them with that image. I like this. I like the Laker hat, Louie, right here. <laughs> yeah. That would have been... Call me for crying out loud. Well, yeah, you, but you don't think about calling people. That's the thing. Did you have you a know, plan I, how you were going to do it? I had, a gun, I had the gun in my hand. I had the really? gun cocked in my hand. And I just said, my ima the image will be, they'll find me, and that will be their... You know, that would be like killing them. That would... It would have killed me. It yeah. would be too, and then we everybody in this room I, would be like, yeah. "Oh my god!" No people would, and I, but I'm just saying, in defense of people who kill themselves, it is a state of mind that right. is isn't. It's like when people become homeless, they lose their job, so then they live with friends for a bit, then they live in their car, then they sell their car, then they're homeless. Yeah, 
you don't just become homeless. Right. So you have a, you know, I just, I lost the feud. I took it personal. You know, I just. Family feud? I was, yeah, I was in Vegas. That can, you know, make you want to kill you. Yeah. And, you know, I come from a mentally ill family. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) But, um, and, you know, so I'm I'm really glad I never did. But I, I just, in defense of people who do it. Uh, I think everybody at some give point it, or another has don't been do it. down. Yeah. Just give yourself 24 hours if you're going to do it. Yeah. And then at least promise yourself that you'll call or reach out to one person, even if it's a stranger, and talk to them But see, it. here's the thing. Well, how do you think I feel? I never, even got, I never even got the family feud. So I've always yeah. been depressed. Have you always been mad about <laughs> yeah. not getting it? <laughs> like, this is <laughs> When crazy. did you want to get it? No, I never know before you Steve Harvey. Not till now. Right before Steve Harvey. Yeah, never even been up I think it. my prediction is Steve Harvey will have it until the end of time. Mm. I don't see him replacing Steve Harvey. I yeah, I because you know it's just like wh- where do you king. go after Steve Harvey? You there isn't another White like woman. I mean I really was proud of what Asian I did. Asian woman, maybe Mindy Kaling. It was me and Dolly Parton. You know that was the when I got it. It was between <gasps> us two. Oh my gosh! Isn't that the weirdest thing? Yeah, but she's like this big breasts. in real life. You've met her? Yeah, she's tiny but sweet. Sweetest, nicest. Just, they say she's the nicest person in the yeah. world. I used to open their shows. In fact, I hated my one of the w- most horrible experiences I had. I was in Atlantic City. You know, I'm from Minnesota. I'd always had a pretty good time with audiences, and here I am in Atlantic City. And I'm, you know, I'm from the Midwest. People aren't. Isn't everyone nice? And I'm on stage, and I'm getting nothing. And they're just the audience is just looking at me, and I start, you know, that panic that comics start. Mm-hmm. What the hell am I going to do? I went through like 20 minutes of material in four minutes. <laughs> I'm sweating. Anyway, you know, just thanks and everything. And I go off and I was just horrified. And uh, then she was introduced and they didn't get up when she walked out. I went, oh. <laughs> oh, it's not me. They yes. hate everyone. Yeah. They're in Atlantic City. Yeah. I think it's safe yeah, to say it there's just a Atlantic piece City. missing in their minds. And, I, and then she talked to me afterwards and said, Ah, you know, Louie, don't worry about that. That don't matter. Louie helped me. Every time I went to the comedy store, they always say the comedy store is haunted, you know? Mm-hmm. And every time I went to the comedy store, there used to be a Sunday night that you and I would do all the yeah. time. You oh, that was it. a lot of fun. And I said... I don't know if this place is haunted, but every time I go on stage, this is all true, none of this is for show. Uh, I would go on stage and would feel really cold on the right side of my neck and face. And I realized I had been on stage, Ronnie, eight minutes. Not only was nobody laughing, it was like I was, you know, the old, what are you people, uh, an audience or an oil painting? Yeah. I was literally looking at like a portrait of an audience, like they were frozen. And I, in my mind, I'm doing stand-up as it's going through my mind. I go, oh, it's haunted. They realize they can't get to me, so they got to the audience. So what they did is they picked the one weak link at a table, and they affected that person to not laugh. You know, if I tell, like, a big story, and I start nodding my head up and down, yeah. yes, people at the table are just going to start nodding their head. Like, look at Fez right now. It's like, just not, we're all, like, nodding because I'm ha- like that. And the same thing, like, if we're all watching something, and we all look at Ronnie, who's the alpha, and Ronnie's having, like, a miserable time, you just, it's the energy that I realized, I'm making this longer than it has to be. I realized that this is all on the fly as I'm doing stand-up. I realized that the ghost took out the one piece on the chessboard at the table that could freeze the rest of the table. And I said out loud, fucking enough of this shit. Get the fuck out of here, ghost. You People know this is this place is haunted, right? Crazy, bizarre, 
inappropriate laughter. <laughs> like as if I'd done my closing bit. Right. And all I said was, yeah. get the fuck away from me, Ghost. You guys, it's like a valve had been released. And then it came backstage and Louis goes, you know what? It is haunted, but they, they like you, the ghost. And I go, really? Remember this conversation? Yeah, yeah. And Louis goes, they like you. And ever since you told me that the ghosts at the comedy store like me, I went on stage and I'm like, all right. And I would feel the cold on my neck and I realized. Yeah, the ghosts, they would, didn't, they, you know, ghosts don't bother people they don't like. <laughs> yeah. Tell <laughs> well, that to every movie ever made. Yeah, those Get movies. Out. Hey, when they have those movies now that where the person crawls across the ceiling, oh, great. I can't go to any of that. I, love I can't it. ever see that. Stuff. That's the only thing I want to see. Oh That's why I go god. to Fez's house. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> That's why I go to Roosevelt Island. Fez, that is beautiful face salad. It's a. Oh, it is nice. I've isn't never it? heard it called that before, uh, Louis. That is fabulous. That is a. That? that is a Caesar salad waiting there. And, and he's not even talking about your mustache. Uh, he's just, uh, it's a face salad. No, that's, that's, uh, no, that's what they call it. That's that's he also habitually puts lettuce on his cheeks and it's <laughs> Hey, who, who's the ghost supposed to be? Is it a specific person? I don't know. Uh, I was just started drinking. I <laughs> think uh, I have no idea. It was somebody killed Someone tried was to kill an abortion them. clinic. Wasn't there? No, I thought, somebody I tried know. to kill themselves or did kill themselves outside, tried to jump on top of the comedy store. Oh, a guy did jump. Yeah. Did that guy die that jumped yeah. through I, the... I, I it was a comic that wasn't getting oh, on anymore, oh. and he went... Um, that'd be good if more of that happened. Next door to the... Uh, <laughs> Is that wrong? No, it's great. We wish more people would follow this man's lead. <laughs> so he went to the riot house. <laughs> more spots for us. Stand here. <laughs> Stood jumped. up there and jumped, yeah. Yeah. But wasn't that it, isn't funny. I shouldn't have made fun of that. I disagree. All right, I did. Wasn't it a, a, you know, wasn't the comedy store back in the day an abortion clinic, though? Jesus, I don't know. No, I'd never heard that. I had never heard that either. I thought before it was Ciro's. It was Ciro's. Yeah, that's right, it was Ciro's. It was Ciro's? Yeah, that is and, you true. Know, that's what it was. It was Ciro's. Yeah. It was the mob place and, and they, they had, had abortions they had they had <laughs> was Sinatra's yeah. mom yeah Sinatra's mom used to perform for fetuses yeah. who couldn't pay up yeah yeah. <laughs> baby, what yeah. baby, what year Listen. were you born? <laughs> Louis Anderson's in, in studio with us. Levity Live in West Nyack tonight through Sunday. Yeah. And the twenty fifth anniversary special DVD at LouisAnderson.com. Jay Moore's here tonight at the Borgata. Uh uh-uh. uh. No? Louie, I'm here just no, to hang out with you guys. you're at the Bagata. Tell him. Yes. So what? Well, yeah, promote tonight. that. And also, tomorrow, Jay's Foxwoods is much bigger. Oh, Are you at Foxwoods tomorrow? I yeah. love Foxwoods. That's I a love great it room, too. isn't it? Louie was on my podcast when I was in Vegas. We oh, my God. We had so much fun. I got more beautiful uh, comments about that podcast. It, was really it is the fun. most, it seems to be like the most interactive, not like washing my own balls, but it seems like to be the podcast, like when you go on it, people on social media are like, I listen to it, yes. or you can speak from experience. Yes. Like people, you know, people just, they let you know what they like. They said beats, beats can't, I got beats. a thousand beats. Very positive, things. positive, yeah, positive. Yeah, very positive. You, you have a good, whatever vibe you're putting out. Trying to be like him. Yeah, that's, that's a not, good vibe. That's, that's, yeah, that's what not is a that, joke. love vibe? It's a love vibe. Yeah. It's nothing but love. Yeah, you can tell. Every yeah. word love. I've mm-hmm. ever said on my podcast, I'm trying to sound like Ron Bennington. But Even see, saying podcast. Ron Bennington. Podcast. Jay Moore's got a podcast. Podcast. Fuzzy. Fuzzy's Fuzzy. a podcast. <laughs> uh, you know, your wife is so funny. Yeah. Have you guys Very ever funny. gone on stage and, you know? No, she won't go on stage or she doesn't want to do too many public things because you know like the tabloids will say like she ruined her face and she hasn't done it had anything stop done stop it well, really yeah so it's like a mind fuck when you're you when you make etvs 
25 worst plastic surgery disasters of all time, when you're number 11 on that list and you've had nothing done, on my children's eyes, she's had nothing done. And that's like a real mindful. Like you go to CVS and there's photographers there because you live in like Santa Monica, California. It's like, I know I was going to have to put makeup on. They're going to say my face is all ruined and all that. So she's very private. And, but that's she writes, too bad that she let that gets on. That's no how could good. it not? Yeah, of course, it's no good. I agree with you. When it's you know because people, so I mean, funny. it's upsetting. She's so funny and fast. Yeah, she writes, very she funny. writes half my act easily. She does way more writing than I do. And anything I tag after that, it, I would never had that in my head if it wasn't for her saying, "You should talk about how couples that stay together for a long time. It's because they have similar hates." You don't have to have anything in common. You have to have similar yeah. hates. And that's now like a 15-minute thing. It's a threat through the whole show. Similar like, hates. Similar hates. The couple that hates together loves show. together. Similar hates. We're going to so make great. similar hates today. With Louie and Jay. Yeah. But I hate Brussels sprouts. We're going to start with them. I hate them. I hate them. No, she's hilarious. Like yeah. She's wicked funny and smart. I met her when she was seven. That's right. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. She, she was good doing story. a show on the Warner Brothers lot, right? Yeah. And then her and her mom, my mom invited her and her mom to into the limo I had for my sitcom I was taping a pilot because they couldn't get in because there was an age thing. Yeah. And so we got them in. And I never knew who she was. And later, she, when I met her with Jay, she told me the story. And it was such a sweet story about my mom being that nice person. It was really sweet, the whole thing. My mother-in-law raised my wife like comedy veal. Like she'd come at seven years old, she'd play like "Let's Get Small" by Steve Martin, right. and they would watch Louis' uh, special where he does the drunk his encore as a drunk. Like I want beats, like the guy at the diner. Just irate. <laughs> you had him last time. There's always a guy who orders that stuff. Beats, no beats. <laughs> Hashtag beats. Get the manager out here. I, your whole family owes my whole family an apology. <laughs> so they, my wife was raised like comedy veal. So they, comedy my, veal sounds hot. Yeah. Leave it alone. Yeah. It's my All thing. Right. I'll use yeah. it later. Listen, I, I, comedy it's, veal. It's my hotel room bed, not yours. Stay tuned. Right after this, there's mm. comedy veal. Side of oh. salad. Eggs <laughs> outside. String salad. cheese. Hey, what yeah. the fucking veal, this guy. So yeah, my wife was raised like veal, and then she was filming a pilot at seven years old, and then uh, they found out Louis was next door and they couldn't get in, and then Louis came by in a limo. And wave to them because he's like the mayor, he's the nicest guy in the world. And he's like, "What are you guys doing?" And they're like, "We can't get into your show." And doors open, and just like he said, my wife and uh, my mother-in-law jump into Louis limo, and they like sat with Louis's mom during the entire taping. Like, yeah, and Louis was, was like, so "It's sweet. okay, they're with me." See, that would be so weird to me because like television was so far away from my world. Like, you know what I mean? So to actually see people who were on television yeah. when I was a kid, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, that would have freaked yeah. me. That you know, would, would have been, yeah. been bigger than life. My wife's big thing is I don't sleep with comics; I marry them. Oh, it was Bobcat uh, before me, and then it was me. Like she's like, she married Bobcat. I didn't. Well, I guess comics. Eight, yeah, yeah, eight years. They were engaged. They were engaged for about eight years. Yeah. And then the, he left her, and then I met her five weeks after I was a guest on Las Vegas, and my character asked her character to marry him. Oh, and that day, I said, "Do you want to go out on a date?" I was I was so oh, fascinated by her because first thing I did is I said, "Do I look right down the barrel?" Like that's that's like the stupidest thing to get any like girl <laughs> actor like, "Oh my god, he's so funny!" And my wife completely deadpan goes, "Yeah," she goes, "Big mouth, dead eyes." 
That's what she said to me. She goes, yeah. I go, do I look right down the barrel? I mean, the, for the listener, like, look into the camera. She goes, yeah, but big mouth, dead eyes. Like, just without even, like, cracking a smile. And I'm like, whoa. Like, that was, like, some high heat. Like, that was a 96-mile-an-hour yeah. fastball. Like, this is fucking double A? Holy shit. And then... Um, <laughs> I go, and then I said it again, like, she can't be this smart. I go, just like, uh, you know, like, Pee Wee's Big, and then before I got Adventure out, she went, Paging Mr. Herman, like, in my face, like, real, and I was like, all right, I'm in love. This is yeah, crazy. Yeah. She's doing Pee Wee Herman impressions, and then I uh, wanted to go out with her, and I was willing to not ever have sex with this person and be the guy she calls to complain that another guy isn't fucking her right. I was going to be that guy that picks up the phone. Uh, like, I didn't care. I just wanted her in my life. I didn't care at any uh. capacity. I was going to be the assistant, uh, the guy she complains to, like, hey, that guy, you know, I, I was willing to be yeah. that guy. She was, it was like seeing a deer in the woods. You get like, oh my God, don't make it run away. And I was willing to do Shoot it. it. No one would ever think that about him. No. You're a real romantic. Yeah, you know, I think that people, I think he's one of the more interesting people out there. Oh, yeah. He's Me? Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't think, I think a lot of people may, you know, not get you, but that's their problem. Or won't get you. Even some that get yeah, you yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But future, I mean, you know, like you hear you. this and you just, every time you get together with Jay, there's another story like this and they're always beautiful. He is a big romantic. And a very good kisser. Damn straight. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's great. Thank you. Now, uh, I heard on O and A, you want to have more kids too, right? Fuck yeah! I want to. I want to be like uh, that nutty family, the Duggars. They have one like every year. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! That's a weird. That's a weird deal. <laughs> that's not normal. They get to go on the Today Show to announce it. That's yeah. what do you think? They're surprised and counting. Another kid, you idiot. <laughs> Nineteen. Another 19, kid. Nineteen and they counting. They had abortion. That's their thing. That'd be amazing. We can't. We're suddenly pro-choice. We decided to do a late-term abortion. Yeah. Uh, We're putting some up for adoption. Yes. We went to Mexico Listen, for we've it. had it with these kids. But, you know, like, if you're going to even make dresses for your kids, take a fucking class. I mean, those dresses <laughs> look like shit. <laughs> those dresses look awful like potato sacks. Nelly from Little House on the Prairie dresses. <laughs> <laughs> they don't exist. Are they Mormon dresses, do you think? Yeah, Mormon kind dresses, of, right? Yeah. Those are creepy. They yeah. just Not want... Mormons. Mormons we love. Yeah. Do we? I do. I don't know any, really. Let me tell you something. I used to shove a lot of shit in that direction, and then you go to Salt Lake City. It's spotless. They're nice. It's the nicest people. Like, like you're in the green room, and the wife of the booker's like, I brought you two. I don't know what kind of pie you like, so I bought four. (laughs) And you're like, well, I'm a fucking pig, so this is going to be great. (laughs) They're like, do you need anybody to watch? Literally, the guy uh, that owns the club in Salt Lake City, his wife goes, "Uh, do you need anybody to watch your kid while you're here? Yeah. Do you, want really us, nice. do you want me to watch the boys? Wise you guys? Yeah, Keith yeah. Stubbs' wife goes, do you want me to watch your kids so you guys can go out and have a good time? So sweet. And I was like, oh my God, they got this. And it's beautiful. So yeah, like they're really nice people. But that's you not know, Rodney's wife was a, is a Mormon. Rodney? Rodney Dangerfield. Let me tell you something. I saw Rodney at the Laugh Factory when he was so old. His wife was upstairs at the Laugh Factory, and she would uh, tell him the jokes into a mic like this. Like, me and my dad used to play hide-and-go-fuck myself. <laughs> and it would like, be a delay, and he'd hear it in his IFP in his ear, and he'd go, me and my dad used to play hide-and-go-fuck yourself. And she'd go, you know, she would just do all of his jokes. <clears throat> and we, I was really hammered. And I walked by, and I grabbed her sides, like, uh, and, like I picked pinched both of her sides. Never met her. I just walked up behind her and I pinched both of her sides and she goes, Ooh! and like a second goodbye and Rodney's on stage he goes, Ooh! 
insane. Jay, Jay Moore and Louis Anderson <laughs> sitting in with us today. I'm just glad to be in this room with you guys. A lot of good energy, this man. This is funny as hell. This is nice. Louis Take Anderson. him to the zoo, Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Louis going to be at Levity Live tonight in West Nyack. That's tonight through Sunday at the Plaza Hotel in Las Vegas on Wednesdays and Saturdays. And go to louisanderson.com for the brand new 25th anniversary special DVD. I'll tweet that out uh, today. Is it it's available right now? Mm-hmm. All right. You know what? I'll tweet it right now. Everybody right. should get it. All right. Louis CK. Ah. Yeah, they're Louis. Fucking biting your name. Guy could have walked around as Louis the rest of his life. Yeah. Not cause a ruckus. Now we got to categorize our Louis. I don't know I'm saying that the same water. Do your Louis C.K. impression. Just a fucking man with shit, and I sit on my asshole with hands and feet and fucking bald and fuck Sarah Palin's fucking shit turd tit with a fucking heartbeat and fucking things. There's a fucking paper bag on a table, and I fuck it. AIDS. Oh, Gervais just there's came lo- in. There's a lot of Gervais it I can't say because now in the age of the internet, someone will isolate that, and I will yeah. no longer be employed by Clear Channel Communications. Oh yeah, you gotta be careful. But if they want to just isolate the word AIDS, that's yeah. fine. I have that's to disconnect it. I'm just a fucking man <laughs> sitting and fucking shit. Fucking big fucking go to the fucking store with my kids that suck. Ah! And then Ricky Gervais was laughing like a loon, and everything was great. It was hysterical. What was uh, that stirring? I didn't know. I'm, well, uh, Ricky was in there. The, he was in the audience? No, he was here. We were all hanging out together. Oh. And Jay got a little, I think he got a little jealous because those two were having their own kind of little bromance. Yeah. Well, of co- I'll, I'm nothing if not honest. Of course mm. I was jealous because you want to be, if you're a sophomore, you want to hang out with the seniors. And mm-hmm. it became very clear from the moment they came in that they were the seniors. Yeah. And it was me, Ronnie, Opie, and Jimmy. Anthony was out, and none of us could land the joke. Like, we were being shunned. <laughs> like, how small is that runway? That Ron Bennington, Jay Moore, Louis C. Uh, sorry, uh, Obi and uh, Jim Norton can't land a fucking joke on the run. Like, everything we said, nothing. You're and they would say jokes to each other, and like, <laughs> ah, did you just say AIDS? And that's not boring, man. How many people have you offended? Just one you with your fucking British shit fuck face cock AIDS. But well, I'm glad you're over it. <laughs> no, he asked me. He's like, go. You guys are jerks. Let me tell you something right now, your man. Kid, love you, your huh? kid was born like. Right after that, if I remember, right? Yeah. And May, Mayday. Mayday. Yeah. He's fucking huge. If you go to my Instagram, yeah. uh, Instagram.com slash Sports, he looks, Fez will love this, exactly like Axel Jim Duggan. Oh, nice. that's great. He's sitting at his high chair eating, and everyone's like, why don't you give him like a, a, a regular fork? And I'm like, no, that's a regular fork. He's the world's biggest baby. It's amazing. He's, he's people go like, uh, look at this one here. This one. He's gigantic, no, you're no, right. Look at fucking half. Oh, 
man. He's fucking huge. Uh, <laughs> look at the guns on him. He's amazing. He's amazing. Oh, the contempt in his alignment. eyes. Meredith what about Daniel. the contempt, though, he has? <laughs> no, you know why? Is I, this, uh, no no oh, joke. You, See the, the edge of the plate right there? Yeah. He's done with his lasagna. He's waiting for a second plate of lasagna. <laughs> and he needed a little, he needed some hitching to get, it was a hitching to giddy up. I wasn't bringing it fast oh, enough. Oh, my God. And he's literally looking like, where the fuck is the rest of the lasagna? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, follow me on Instagram if you want to see pictures of me. I think a little boy with long hair is the coolest thing in the whole world, you know, because it's just... It looks like every like it's Lost Boys at that point. Yeah, you know. I know. And then you cut it, and they give him a cookie, and yeah, everything's lost. That. It's all this. I, I miss it. Now he's got short hair, and he just looks like a kid. Granted, a nine-year-old. You know Brad Indeed. Williams, the comic. He's a midget. He's very funny, and he came to my house to do my podcast. He drives a Mini Cooper because I mean, if you're gonna do it, why not go all the way with it, right? <laughs> <laughs> he drives a Mini Cooper. Me and the baby are playing soccer in the front yard, and they're the exact same height because he's like wow. the baby's a giant. <laughs> and Brad Williams gets out of his car, and my babies—they're like nose to nose, staring at each other. And I could see my son is just thinking, "How the fuck did this kid get a car?" <laughs> like it took him <laughs> it took him about 20 minutes he just stared at him like he was at an exhibit because it was this kid with like designer jeans he's tying his own shoes he's talking on a phone like he thought Brad Williams this super evolved three year old <laughs> his little designer jeans so what age are you going to start being afraid for yourself? You know that you'll He's uh he walks in the light. He's all right. He's good yeah. inside. He's a good baby boy. Both my boys are just murderers. Rody, 11-year-olds are brown ball. Jackie just got his brown. Is that ball. right? Yeah. So and you got to like, be careful. It is the age. I said to my wife, I go, we might want him to tap out at brown. And she goes, "Why?" I go, "Because when he's 16, I won't be able to hold him down and say, "Get the shit together" yeah. without getting a shot to my throat. <laughs> you know? Cuz I'll walk in on his karate class and I'm like, "All right, at least I can grapple." And now they're teaching him, like, grappling and karate. I'm like, all right, now I'm out. He's going to kick the shit out of me. But you know what I do? As I get the baby, and we'll be like a tag team. We'll do ultimate heel turns, and we'll put a chair over my own kid's head. <laughs> Woo! You like that? <laughs> Does it look just like him? Hacksaw Jim Duggan? Well, Hacksaw was, what was his big thing? Two by four with the shoulder. Yeah, 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 yeah the, but, the board for no apparent reason. Yeah, just giant two no by four. No apparent reason. Yeah, there was no reason for yeah, the board. Yeah, but you didn't need to be carrying it. Yeah. You it know, we did a flag match. <laughs> I forgot this. Years ago, uh, I was on Hacksaw's side, and I carried the American flag. And Fez was on <laughs> whose side were you on? The Canadian strongman, Dino Bravo. And I carried the uh, uh, Quebec flag. Now, this is really before even the cave fave was, like, heal. you know, out there. So, like, on the air, I just would, like, we found out we were going to do this, and I just went like this. You know, Fez, I'm really getting sick of you bringing up Canada to me all the time. And he would just, like, <laughs> Canada's so much better than the United States. By the time we got there, when we went out, I'm with Hacksaw, and the roar in that crowd, you've it was like the Rolling Stones. And then Fez came out, <laughs> and they booed him so much. As he was a Canadian, and they chanted USA at him, right? Screaming at me. And this is the funniest thing, because Fez really knew wrestling a lot. So he, like, acts like he's holding his ears and it was hurting him. They sang the, the American <laughs> National Anthem, and it put me in rising pain. <laughs> 
<laughs> that was the funniest shit I've ever seen. Uh, the excitement level. I don't know if that's wild. But I don't know if there's anything oh, in show business anywhere that pops as big as what they do for that. They go crazy. <laughs> yeah, I was recently at the TNA. Is that what it is? Yeah. TRN. It's an S. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> it's TRN, I Sorry. think. Isn't that, which one is TNA's that? wrestling. TNA Impact T- Wrestling. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was still shocked at how crazy, because I was a big wrestling fan with... Uh, you know, uh, Vern Gagne and Crusher. Oh, Minnesota. Kowalski, oh, oh, Minnesota. So, yeah, they, yeah, they were. Chicago and you know, Minnesota. Mad Dog Vashon. That was AWA. Haystacks, yeah. Calhoun. You know, and the we Bruiser were. Bruiser and the Crusher. Yeah, Haystacks. It's 600 pounds. It was Haystacks. Yeah. They did the big splash. I love it. Oh, I remember. I loved it. Yeah. And. Um, <laughs> I just thought it was the greatest when I was a kid, and Didn't then it? I went out. But it says it's seriously, people are mad. Yeah, they're, they're like they kick well, at the wrestlers and. They, they they try to go after him a little bit. Like we didn't have that. They would do that screaming USA USA chant for Hacksaw, even when he was fighting against other American wrestlers. Yeah, they would just still cheer on well, both men our in favorite the, in American. The, yeah, the guys in the squared circle knew who was the most patriotic, and they used it to their, <laughs> their advantage. And the other guy could put his hands up, like, but, "Well, I'm from USA." But I kind of think like it's like Rocky Horror. Like they know they're supposed to. Oh yeah. Be crazy about it, you know? Like they know, and the, that room just popped. And when Fez did that thing, man, it was the funniest <laughs> I ever saw. My you're life. killing me with my own national anthem. Yeah. What was it? What movie was that where would the thing would come on? <laughs> with Chewbacca, they played something that freaked him out in uh, Star Wars. Remember? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't Unbelievable! Who's your favorite wrestler of all time, Fez? Uh, Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, more than Flair. Yeah, yeah I, I go back and forth, but there are my two absolute favorites. Dusty was the one from when I was a kid. Yeah, Flair, I really appreciated more as an adult, but Dusty was the guy when I was a kid. I never got into Dusty Rhodes. It was it was it was just a hard. I don't know why. I was in Jersey and I used to drive my bike to Caldwell, New Jersey, because they sold Pro Wrestling Illustrated, and I'd see like the standings. But it was, like I was just watching WWF and right. WOR in New Jersey. But like Louis said in, in Fez, that's why I was like that was AWA because it'd be like the AWA yeah. rankings, and yeah. I'm like, who's the boogie woogie man? Who are these people? And they would bleed more than <laughs> yeah. they get on so the air. much more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wrestler num- wrestler number two. <laughs> yeah, and there's like parts <laughs> unknown, and right. you're like. Whoa! Like nobody even knows who this guy is. Yeah. Like the suspension of disbelief Doesn't was so right. It was iron. <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> you gotta tell. I, Show a, some what, license. What anthem do I sing when he comes in? Here's a really ironic, almost sad thing, but about Vern Gagne. Do you know who he was? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Was AWA champion forever, the world champion. He was, he was in a, you know, assisted living home, and he body slammed. One of the residents and killed him. Wow! I find that a fight slammed his head into the floor. I find that hilarious. I don't find that sad at all. Well, I know, but there's one of the funniest guy. You totally misled me on that. I'm like, that's one of the best stories I've ever heard in my life. The other patient's not in on the gimmick. No, but you know what? In his last days, he took took my pudding. He took his life back. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you something, brother. He took his life back. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. In a blast of sanity, he's like, put the belt back on. Oh. You know, as if I'm already not the luckiest person in the world. Jim Norton is here now. Jim. Hey. Hey. 
You want to talk to him? You talk to him. He'll kill me. Yeah, you know what I mean? Get on the ride, he says. I don't want to get on the ride. No, I just came in to say hi to Louie, and I walk in, and someone's getting slammed to death. I'm like, wow, did I pick a shitty time to walk in? No. No, Vern Gagne, the wrestler. When he was like, dementia in an assisted living home, and he just picked up like a nurse and fucking body slammed and killed him. I'm like, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. That's not sad at all. I love Louie. You changed my life. If it wasn't for you, I never would have met Dice. No, no, I'm only going to be up for a minute because I have an interview to go on another channel. I never would have met Dice. And if I never met Dice and never met Opie and Anthony, I love, love Louis Anderson. You changed oh, my life. Thank you so much. By putting you on your show. Thank you so much. That was a great show. What show we was had this? a lot of fun. The comedy well, showcase, right? Yeah, in the Santa Monica yeah. Pier, I think you shot that. That was a lot of, I just love shooting those. You know, Nick Swartzen was on it. Uh, um, you were on it. Uh, what's that? Mitch Hedberg. At least 20 wow, people were great. on it. Rich Voss. I went out there with yeah. Rich Franchese. It kind of drops off at the end there. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> Jesus that's Christ. Christ. <laughs> Jim Norton, Dice, Nick Swartzen, Mitch Hedberg, Rich Voss. No, I went out there. I shared a room with uh, with uh, Rich Franchese, myself, Jim Florentine, and Lenny Marcus. And we were all doing the show, four of us, in the yeah. old uh, Beverly Hills. Uh, not Be what's, what's the montage? It was or the... Uh, uh, was the yeah, yeah, I don't know. The, but what, was it down on the pier? That was where the show was. Yeah, yeah. you know, that's uh, Lenny R Bruce room. Lenny Bruce uh, originally uh, played in that room. Wow. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. It was a so great game. It had a really good vibe in that room. Yeah, and Patty, your opener, yeah. or the warm-up girl, yeah. was, was Andrew's opener. Irish right. guy? Patty. Yeah. Patty opener. No, it was her. It was Sorry, her. eight seconds went by where I wasn't the focus of attention. I freaked out. That's all right. I understand. You lasted longer than I thought you would. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yesterday, yesterday when Mindy Kaling came in, I actually had to leave. I no. made myself leave. And Opie goes, don't stay. And I go, well, if Mindy Kaling's here, you know, whenever I'm in with a guest, I suck all the attention away from the guest. Right. And Opie goes, you think? <laughs> and I go, all right. But it was all in good fun and love. So yeah, look, at this, look at this love fest today. Jimmy just yeah. made it better. He just yeah, made it better. The best. Nice. Yeah, I didn't know nice. that uh, Louis was here today. I happened to come back for uh, for an interview, and then Iraq said that uh, Louis said hi to me. No reason to tell you that. Are you doing, <laughs> no, are you doing, are you doing backspin? <laughs> you doing backspin on uh, the shade? You, what show are you doing? No, for my Aussie's Boneyard show, I'm interviewing Billy Morrison for tonight. <laughs> Who I like a lot. Well done, sir. Yeah, I just wanted to give a few facts about myself and really ruin the interview. <laughs> well, for no, I else. asked you. So no, I know <laughs> that, but I could have just said I just I could have shortened it, but I decided to talk for a little Backspin longer. Backspin is a hip hop. I think it's great oh. that you come in and you you know always remind Louis what he did for you. That I time haven't too. seen Louis very much since then. That's the last really time I saw you at Montreal the last time, right? Right, and mm -hmm. uh, and I think in Vegas when I was opening for Andrew, oh, I would yeah, see you yeah, once yeah, in a while because you guys were close and we would always stop and see Louis. I'm close with Andrew. I love Machine, and I watched you with Kareem. I enjoyed you very much on that. Oh, thanks. In the pool. Thank you very much. I like Kareem. Was he difficult? No, not to, he and I got along really oh, yeah. great. He's, he's a, yeah, he would just guy. not do certain things, you know, pandering things to people. Oh, really? Like when people would, they would, when it was bo like repetitious stuff, he goes, I get it, I get it, I get it. I got, got 18,000 points. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I know I repetition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm versed in repetition. Yeah, I got Look 18, at the box yeah, score. Yeah, I got all the points. Well, what did Louis do with Kareem? Oh, they did that the show? Diving show. The diving show. Yeah. Oh, of course. He and I dove, to, we did a dive together. Yeah? Yeah. I didn't see that one. It was good. It was, I was a little off and, well, he's so tall, you know, I go, when do I fall? When you're halfway falling? Do I fall first? <laughs> huh? Kareem? Huh? When, my, when my head hits the pool, huh? you jump. Yeah. You know, he's the guy that when the, he dove, you know, he has 17 feet of water to dive into. He, he would always touch the bottom. 
which you know is yeah. pretty cool. That's I'm pretty sure he does that when he fucks too. <laughs> <laughs> I know repetition. My, my guy is outside, but I just want to say right. hello Thank to you, man. So I'm so happy to see you. Great, great to see you. Thank you. All right. Thank you. It's so sweet of you. Look at this great. Look at the hugs. And you look great. You lost a lot of weight. Thank you, man. What a sweet person. We don't like yeah, to talk to Jim about his weight loss. You know He's very that, upset about it. He does? He had a bad You're just bad lying, illness. right? No, he lost it. No, I'm kidding. Oh. You know, the great thing is, is that... <laughs> I've seen those rumors, too. So I'm like, are you sure? Oh, I for, yeah, I oh, forgot really? Jimmy's lifestyle. Oh. No. Oh. Jimmy's very uh, high-risk <laughs> behavior. But such a great guy. Such a nice He's and great. genuine human being. Very yeah. nice of him to stop by. You know, that's what I learned from, uh, you know, my mom. That Jimmy's a great guy? No, be nice to people. Yeah, you know, I, I, t I said on your podcast, be nice to people. You don't know how their day went. Yeah, you never know. Every situation. This took me a long time, right? Yeah. Every time you walk into a room, you have no idea what bullshit that room, people in that room are putting Absolutely. up. Absolutely. Right before you it's walk strange. in, somebody is on the phone with their mom, like, yeah. you know, you want your father to die of cancer? Yeah. And then you walk in, like, hey, look at these fucking assholes, yeah. and then they don't like you for the rest of their life. You know, one of my favorite things. Uh, Louis Anderson ever did was about his mom. We were talking about getting the ice cream, and your mom would always go, "I have peach." Just there yeah, was this yeah. really light thing. I have peach. Yeah, you know, I think she's always understated. <laughs> I got a lot of my comedy from. Yeah, one of my favorite things to ever do was Hollywood Squares with my mom. Yeah, she made me look like I was th third banana. That's great. <laughs> I though. did. I was. Cr I crumbled. <laughs> really? You know? I, yeah, because you know it's my mom, and I went, "My God, she got a huge laugh." Beyond Hollywood Square, she goes, well, "You know, Louis liked to eat," but just the way she said it, you know. And I just went, "This is where I got that delivery." I thought I was, I thought I was funny. Wait a minute. I like peach. Yeah. And then was my dad, your dad, one more garlic. Just give me garlic. Yeah. Can you bite it? Yeah, garlic. So licorice. Funny. Yeah. I think it was was it garlic or licorice. I don't know. I did and probably both. But I remember thinking, like, oh, that's true. When you're a kid, you're like, my mom's is too weird and sweet. My dad is too awful. What is wrong with them when they could just get chocolate? Yeah. Just get peach and licorice. <laughs> ah, peach. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I want you to do it, please. No, I was just going to say, it's exactly where we get every single thing we say. Mm. Whether is, we right? want to admit it or not, it's yeah. coming from whoever raised us. That's why, when you're a great parent like you are, that will be really important. Nobody is. Blow my I cover, mean, man. You know, it's really important. Is every single thing you say and every single thing you have, you're just you're either denying it or you're embracing it. Right. It's yeah, it way. is. It's one way or another. You behave a certain way because you're running towards what you were show like your mom's delivery, like yeah. you're running towards that, or you do your stand up in a certain way because you're running from my dad's brutality. My dad was completely indifferent to my existence. Oh, was he? <laughs> yeah, just oh, he loved that, me. Loved you know, me that's very a, much. that makes a lot of difference to a comic. Indifference is one of the driving forces. He just wanted to sit in a book, sit in a chair, and sit in a book and read a chair. You ever hear that? Yeah. <laughs> he sit in a chair and read a book. And I would go, I would, I would trace Sports Illustrated covers because I was like six. I couldn't draw on. And I would be like, Elway throwing a pass. And I would write, Dear Dad, I will throw the winning touchdown for you. And I would hand it, I would sign it like an autograph. And when I went to give it to him, he'd say, You're in my light. Uh and I would just go back to the drawing board. I was like, you know, do another one. I, I have an in my light joke with my dad. Really? He goes, uh, he'd blame me when he'd hit his knuckle on something underneath the car. And he'd go, get out of my light. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd look down at the jack and I'd think, college or prison. <laughs> uh -huh. 
We do got a break. Uh, thank you so much thank for coming in. Thank you so out. much. We're both leaving at the same time. I, I got to go. I got to get yes. to AC before the traffic okay. starts. I hope you I go, Where you got to go again. now? Yeah, Hang we'll out. Do that. I want to sleep. I Tired. I'm old. You save your voice from your songs. Louis Anderson, Levity Live in West Nyack, New York, tonight through Sunday. The Plaza Hotel in Las Vegas. That's Wednesdays and Saturdays. I go to louisanderson.com for the 25th anniversary special DVD. Mr. Jay Moore is going to be at the Bogota Casino in Atlantic City, New Jersey. That's tonight. Foxwood Resort in Connecticut tomorrow night. And Ridgewood, Ridgefield Playhouse in Ridgefield, Connecticut. That is on Sunday. And Jimmy Norton, he's going to be April 11th and 12th in Tampa, Florida at Side Splitters. For the Run and Fest show. Run and Fest on Raw Dog, Sirius XM Comedy Hits, Channel 99. The Ron and Fez Show is now trending worldwide. John, North Carolina. The money shot of Raw Dog Comedy, hashtag Ron and Fez. Dutch in Ohio, you're on the Ron and Fez Show. Steve, Sam and Show, hashtag Raw and Fez. Matt, Westchester, you're on the Ron and Fez Show. Hey, 1995 Bash of the Beach champions, hashtag Ron and Fez. That's really true, too. James in Kentucky, you're on the Ron and Fez Show. Don't make you a bad person, hashtag Ron and Fez. Colin in Missouri. The glory hole of radio, hashtag Ron and Fez. Shane in Michigan, you're on the Ron and Fez Show. Show. Your daily half slice of comedy. Hashtag Ron Fez. Megan, West Virginia. All aboard the Shelby Rape Train. Hashtag Ron and Fez. Jimmy in New Jersey. You're on the Ron and Fez show. As I grew, Ron and Fez grew in power. They became the bosses. I was their friend. Hashtag Ron and Fez. The Ron and Fez show is now trending worldwide. The Ron and Fez Show, weekdays starting at noon Eastern. On Raw Dog, Sirius XM Comedy Hits 99. Ron and Fez on Raw Dog, Sirius XM Comedy Hits, Channel 99. Hey, it's the Ron and Fez Show, and that's about as much fun as I can have. Seriously, that was so much fun having those guys uh, sitting in here. Laura wrote something to me that I can't believe because I, I immediately asked for Louie to come back as an unmasked, and he said mm-hmm. that he would love to. So I sent it on to um, Laura, and then she wrote back that Louie and Tim Sabian were childhood friends. Whoa. Really? Yeah. I, just what I got from Laura. <laughs> which, you know, you start to put the math together and it starts to make some sense. You know, I'm sure there's only a couple people in Minnesota. Right. You know, they're all from the same place. That nice, outgoing thing that, mo- you know, is just like so foreign to people like us. All right. The, when he told the story that he met Jay Moore's wife when she was seven was weird enough. That one is even freakier. But there is something, I don't even know if you get it from TV, he is like the sweetest, funniest, I mean, he's going toe-to-toe with Jay, mm-hmm. which is not an easy thing to be able to pull off. Uh, but there's a sweetness and a kindness then that you just can't believe, 
You know, really, really great. All right, that was really fun. Louis Anderson uh, sitting in here with uh, the one and only Jay Moore. And then Jimmy Norton runs in. That was really cool. We thought we would follow that with an old intern of ours who now does stand-up and makes comedy movies. The logical following. Yes. Yeah. After Louis Anderson. What's January. happening, Dan? How's everything going with Dan you, Dan Perlman's really here. good. Yeah, it's, it's really nice to be back here. Now, we haven't seen you for a while. You're doing stand-up everywhere in the city, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm out every night. Yeah, seven nights a week. So, um, yeah, so I interned here well, 2012, so almost two, two years ago now. Yeah. And, yeah, since then, I've just been going all out with stand-up. Just constant stand-up. Yeah, every seven nights a week. Just And then many. you're also making these films and stuff, right? Yeah, I'm do well, I'm doing a few different things now. So now I have a web series that I'm writing and directing. Uh, called Moderately Funny, and then mm -hmm. I have like a, a monthly storytelling show. We just had another one last night at Stand Up New York Labs, which is a Stand Up New York on the Upper West Side. It's one of the best clubs in the city. Um, so yeah, just doing. How's the storytelling show work? So it it works like so. Well, you'll uh, I co-host with with another really funny comedian, and we'll introduce uh, maybe like five or six great stand-ups and they'll tell some story and then afterwards because a lot of times when people tell a story it's kind of boring or you'll they'll gloss over these huge aspects of it and so you're like what the fuck what you just you're skipping that huge part so after they're done or sometimes in the middle we'll kind of interject or afterwards we'll give them like a q a of all the missing holes of the story so they'll face like not an interrogation but follow-up questions almost like they like to see whether they're lying or not not to see whether they're lying but like wait you left out this part or what happened here you said wait you were you were living in hawaii Can you tell when people are lying no, yeah, it's not even so much people are lying, but sometimes people don't don't even realize what the interesting part of the story is, you mm. know? So they'll say, they'll think the point of the story is their annoying roommate, but no, wait, why were you, why why did he kick you out? How long were you living on the beach for? How long were you, like, sleeping? You know what I mean? So it's stuff like that. That, when you, that And that's the funnier shit, is those interactions and when we go back and forth. Chris, do you think you could tell when people are lying? Are you good at that? Yeah, I could tell a liar. I can tell someone's fucking lying to me. Um, can you tell the difference, Fess? No, I can't. I Ever? Can't. So you're easy to lie to? Yeah, definitely. How about you, Shelby? Yeah, no, I can never tell. <laughs> you can never tell if anyone's lying? <laughs> no. I can usually tell. I think I'm pretty good at telling if somebody's full of shit or not. If they're talking a big, a big game. All right, let's just do this. Let's yeah. go around the room. Okay, yeah. Each person, all you're going to do is like one line, and then Dan has to tell us whether we're lying or tell the truth. <laughs> you, you got any other plugs you need to do, Fez, before we moved into this? Because we got way behind, because I wasn't about to break with that kind of energy in the room. Just want to make sure everyone knows about uh, the next Unmasked that was announced on the ONA show. That's more than sold out. Forget <laughs> about that. And the uh, My Wife Hates Me podcast, there's now video of that, the live w uh, version where Ron was the marriage counselor. That video is up on richvoss.com oh. from the Village Underground. <laughs> that was one of the funnest nights I've had in a long time. I'm telling you, since we moved over to these, to, to Raw Dog, to just sit around and have mornings like this, you know, after doing O&A for three hours. Now I'm doing this show for three hours. Then after this, George Lopez at three o'clock. George Lopez Town Hall. I'm having a blast. You know. Is George Lopez unmasked today? 
Uh, no, it's a town hall, oh, okay. which is you know they bring in the people, they ask blah, blah, they ask their questions, and then me and you know I'm like you at your club, I kind of follow it up a little bit, trying to find the holes, <laughs> the missing holes. Everything's based on Dan Perlman right now. I'm sorry. No, no, it was great. Why didn't you come walking in and say, Louis Anderson, I'm a comedian too? Oh, I, I said it. I said it outside. outside. Yeah, no, yeah, because I, I mean, I, I you, love Louis Anderson. I used to watch Life with Louis, like that animated show he had. I forgot that. Oh, Oh, yeah, the cartoon on Saturday morning. Did, did any of you guys remember the bit that I brought up? Was like the first fucking bit that he put me on the floor where got an ice cream. And his mom would go like this: "I have peach." And there wasn't, it wasn't even a. And I remember like being a kid and like looking at my parents. My mom would always get like peach or plum or something that just seemed disgusting to me. <laughs> and then my dad would get some kind of salty, you know what I mean? Like, would go in the opposite direction. You know, like, if there was, like, a spinach, he'd get it. He just, I don't know what, what the, the, the ta- I think that the taste buds are so aggressive when you're a little kid that adults look, like, crazy to you, you know? Horseradish was always something that freaked me out. Like, my dad loved horseradish, and I was just horrified by it as a kid, but now I love it. Yeah, Worcestershire, so- I mean, I hate it, most mm-hmm. things, but it's because my taste buds were right there. But I also remember, like, putting something in my mouth and having no problem spitting it out and then rubbing my tongue across the tablecloth. Like, I've got <laughs> to wipe it off. I've got to end this right now because I felt like I could die from a bad taste. It was dead. As, you if, know? as if the tablecloth would just wipe it all clean. As yeah. if that would expunge yes. all of it. <laughs> But I remember saying to my mom, I go, why don't we just either have a sandwich or a slice of pizza? Why is this constant with the weird vegetables? And now I'm, you know, I would eat any kind of food. I I talked just I talked to someone, there was a comic who said the other day that they've never had a sandwich in their get, entire get life. Get out of here. I, 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 I had the same reaction. Get I had the same reaction. They've never had a sandwich. Do, wait, wait. Don't even say... Bring that motherfucker to me. <laughs> <laughs> now, does he hate bread? No, he... I, I, I had 400 follow-up questions about this. Yeah. He said... That it's not that he doesn't he doesn't like them. He just he's never been in a situation where he's. Ha- where is I, he I, from? Shit. North Korea? No, he's just some, some Asian kid from Long Island. I bump into sandwiches. Yeah, I've like, right. so often how, it happens. How can you just exist in the world and not how and did not he have avoid a, a peanut butter and jelly as a child? There's, there's, he's Asian. <laughs> you know what I mean? There probably he probably had a like walked vegetables. He said he had pizza. He has pizza and. Uh, salad and stuff. Right, but let, it doesn't make sense. It by doesn't the way, make do sense. you guys consider a bagel a sandwich? That was one thing. Yeah, we asked. No, it's not a sandwich. You said it was a bagel. I, yeah, I would. I wouldn't. Cons- I wouldn't consider. You can't consider put it ham and cheese on a fucking bagel. Then it's a sandwich. It's a sandwich oh. if you put like chicken salad or something like that in it. Then it becomes a sandwich. I don't, oh. I don't see that as a sandwich. A bagel is a separate thing. A bagel is has even spreads. if it has. <laughs> yeah. It's like if I do I want a bacon egg and cheese on a bagel. Say. That's not a sandwich. That's not a sandwich. You're having a bagel, That's but a bagel with a bagel. Sandwich. Yeah, it's a bagel. It's not a sandwich. It's a bagel. It's just different. It's a bagel is bread, though. Yeah, it is. It is bread. But I'm saying it's a diff. It's not a sandwich bread. A bagel is just a bagel. So what makes like, a sandwich? Let's say white bread is sandwich bread, or right, or like a roll or wheat or something. Yeah. Yes, it's not but, bread for sandwiching. What if I cut a hole in some bread? Would that make it sort of? No, it's you're just trying to be argumentative now, aren't you? He's making shit up. Seriously, you're trying to make a fool out of him. 
Remember, we got a hard out at 3 o'clock today, too. Yeah, we got to break All right, so time. we're going to try. This is going to be Truth or Lies with Dan Perlman. Um, Chris, you will make a statement. Okay. And you know what? We're not even going. We'll make him go after. We'll, each of us will make a statement. And then afterwards, he has to go truth, lie, truth, lie, whatever he wants to do with it. All right. All right? Is, so, is, is, is one, well, I guess you can't. You, you don't can't get any follow ups. Yeah, you yeah, get okay, one yeah. statement. Okay, yeah. You get to read our four tuples. You get to study yeah. the way we are. Yeah. Um, because Shelby says that there's no difference between me trying to teach him and sarcasm. <laughs> and, <laughs> and today, when I was uh, on the uh, on the ONA show, I sent notes to these two guys saying, hey, would you pick up some of this stuff for me, some of my work, because I'm going to be busy all morning. And when I, when I ran into them, I go, hey, thanks for taking care of that for me. And Shelby goes like this. I'm sorry, I did the best that I could. As I just told you that uh, I appreciate it. He goes like this. So not in a, in a bad way? <laughs> no, by the way, Shelby, how embarrassed are you now when you see what a sweet person that Jay Morris? I'm humiliated. You should be. <laughs> that could have been Joe Mandy's day yesterday. And you know what? Fucking Fez wanted to play that. For you to Jay, so that Jay would get mad at you. But I thought to myself, I don't want Jay Moore to have an uncomfortable moment because he's a doll. He acted like he was going to pull a knife on Joe Mandy, Jay Moore. I mean, come on. First of all, Jay to me is so fun and sweet and just as funny as a human being can get. But then seeing him and Louie together, that was that was a kick. All right, so everyone's going to make a statement. Dan Perlman is going to decide. Truth or lie? Chris. I overdosed in 2003 at a fish show. Or my, uh, no, you can, at the end. Yeah, at the end. Go ahead, Shelby. I was stung by a jellyfish as a toddler, and my dad had to pee on my foot under the porch of the beach house. I won a Bible trivia competition in the fifth grade. When I was four years old, I had a knitting needle stuck through my cheek all the way into my mouth and my tongue. Okay. So I'll start. Overdose fish thing. I'm going to say true. Keep going. Shelby? Dad uh, pissed down his mouth. Not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, oh, I'm not buying that. It was jizz, not piss. <laughs> I'm, I'm not buying that. It, Fez? it felt like were, you were tacking on details at the end that were a lie. Yeah. Uh, Fez? Um, true. Bible study. Bible study. Yeah. And, uh, Ron, the, uh, I'll guess, I'll guess lie. Okay. How'd I do? False. I False just got really, you? really high. Okay, so I was right, I was right with that. No, no, no so I, I didn't know You said true. His so story was false, so I was correct, yeah. You, no, you said it was true. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I said true. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Shelby, you said it was a lie? Yeah, it was a lie that happened to my friend, actually. <laughs> So you fucking blew it. Go ahead, Fez. Uh, mine was true. So okay. you caught him, yep. and mine was true, and you thought it was a lie. So okay. you went 500. You okay. Went two for two. All right, that ain't bad. All right. I used to be good at when we played two truths and a lie as like an icebreaker game in class. I was always good at guessing. Whenever people would mention I never skiing, heard of it. Wait, what, what is this game? Two oh, truths and a lie. So you go around the room, and you give two facts. It's like a, like a get-to-know-you game, and you give two facts about yourself and then one lie, and then people... 
We'll have to guess which one the lie This is, is weird. This is how I am at every cocktail party. So <laughs> I didn't know it, but I was like really good at you a party. Were, were like, That's how I am with women. <laughs> like in your life, how honest do you feel like you've been with women? On like a scale of 1 to 10. Yeah. Um, in, increasingly m- more so. I mean, I, I think I'm more honest in the last, yeah. like through doing stand-up and stuff and just like putting myself out there more and coming out of Michelle more just as a person, I think I've become way more honest. I mean, I think I used to just lie about everything because sometimes the only stuff that would come out would be lies, you know? Yeah. I think that most of my life I, I lied to women. Like what would you lie about? Everything, just ev- every single thing they could. But I think it's the way that, I immediately started to meet women was normally on a temporary basis. I was either at the beach or at the carnival, and I thought I can be anything I want. Yeah. But here's the other thing. I felt like I can tell them something that is going to make them have a fantastic time in the way of a screenwriter is going to tell a story that right. will give thrills to the audience. And, and, and this is the thing I've done. Have you underestimated when you tell, when you lie to somebody about who you are, how often you're gonna have to see that person? No, no, no. I always know the fucking. You know, you, I you know, know they're the gonna game. be gone. Yeah. I always know the game. <laughs> well, I, I did tell. I, I told this girl that I was an orphan years ago, and I, but I underestimated how often I would see it, and so I you had to like make. So I just had to become this guy with dead parents, even though. That, Unless that, you're that hanging out with your parents a lot, she's not going to run into that problem. Say the foster parents, then you're fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> right? No, I know. Your ass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's head fire road to us. Did Shelby do today's rejoiners? Because they're kicking the shit out of Hicks's right now. Oh, please. I like the breeders as much as the next guy, but Jesus Christ. Uh, also, Fez, happy birthday. I hope you have a great one. What a great day of radio. We also have a spy report. Spy report. Spy report. Uh, Deshaun Jackson released from the Philadelphia Eagles. Some people are saying it uh, has to do with um, gang connections. Gang connections. And remember when he came up I think he did the view to be nice to that little kid who got beat up by the gang. Oh, yeah. Maybe he was in that gang. And he, he put him on that little kid. Would you want Deshaun Jackson on your team? Yes, I would. Well, Despite whatever locker room problems the, he has. The Jets are already talking about They yeah. want him. Well, the Jets would want anything. Right yeah. I mean, <laughs> they have so little. We have Vic. That's fucking great. I though. think it's so funny that they did not do a trade between Vic and... Oh, it, and Sanchez. They just released the boat and let them, guys, let them, let them <laughs> find each other. It could have been an easy trade for everybody. Just make it easy. Give, everyone they could be living safety. in each other's houses right now as part of the trade. <laughs> Dan Perlman, former intern from the Run of Fez show. We should never back. even bring that up. Because T is here as a comedian with the full credentials now. Oh, thanks, man. The full Com- credentials. Comedian Dan Perlman's in studio with That's us. That's nice, Fuzzy. Yes, <laughs> you just did. I like that. His comedic web series, Moderately Funny, is on YouTube and at Facebook.com slash F-O... Moderately Money. Moderately Money. That's easy to say. New episodes every Sunday. Oh, you can uh, see some of them up on the interabang.com. The interabang.com also filtered excellence 
up there this weekend. A lot of great things uh, going on around the country. So always check out Filtered Excellence on the iBank. It's one of my favorite places to go because I end up finding out about... Um, you know, gallery shows and shit like that that I didn't know was in town, concert series. There's the the one where at Carnegie Hall where the people all come in and sing Paul Simon's songs. That's nice. It's really cool. I was reading on the entire bank about the UNC the UNC athlete. Oh yeah. Yeah, do you guys do you guys talk about that? Or? Well no, we haven't talked about it yet. Yeah. This guy uh they're basically they've caught the fact that these athletes weren't really even going to school or taking real tests. Right. And so they they found they posted one essay that this guy wrote that got an A about Rosa Parks, mm -hmm. which was the funniest. It's just one paragraph, and it's so... It's just like... <laughs> it's, a, it's a half a paragraph, I would it's say. It's a half with a paragraph. Spellings. He didn't with misspellings. He just, didn't even spell what do, you got, what do you got for it? He got an A- minus, I think. Okay, and, so and, took it, it was, it was, it was, off it, from spelling. It was, it was just, <laughs> took off a half a grade for spelling. That's fucking... What's wrong with this story? I mean, now, to, let me tell you something. I will give him this. I never even turned in that much for school. <laughs> to me... I, I wouldn't even know. There's so many great things about it. Every, everyone should read it. Like, first of all, it's the final paper, so this is the culmination <laughs> of everything. This is not. He's not. <laughs> this isn't an intro. This is it. Oh, the whole term. It comes up with this half a paragraph about Rosa Parks, and then he intros. Um, he does the dialogue of Rosa Parks, and it's like she was, she wanted the bus, and the and the bus driver said get up, and the conversation went something like this. Like he does it. It's like a. It's like an old Bob Newhart. Bit. Like, right. Here's what I love about it. You could go to Wikipedia and get more than that kid got right there for. His a minus, and who has been written about and talked about more than Rosa Parks over the last hundred years? He could have copied the Wikipedia page, and it would have been four pages. But the dialogue he writes, and like the bu the bus driver says, "Give me those seats." It's like yeah. I don't know why people are outraged about. I was saying this, like. I would read a three-act play of this guy's imagined dialogue of Rosa Parks. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. I love it, dude. Here's the here's the thing about that though. He's making millions of dollars for that school. Yeah, you can't throw this fucking kid a degree for that. You're not even paying him. Millions of dollars are coming into these fucking schools. That he even wrote anything that like because this with this crazy all the craziness in this paragraph. I'm sure he actually did write it. So that's enough. That should be We're enough lucky he didn't photocopy his dick. <laughs> he didn't get a B plus. If he did, if he didn't write it, if he, <laughs> he's got some if fucking pothead for this so one. <laughs> Somehow you know less about Rosa Parks by reading it. Here's Ben in Boston. You're on the Run of Fez show. All right. Two things. The first thing is a bagel's definition is a dense piece of shaped bread. <laughs> a definition of a sandwich is two pieces of bread with meat or cheese in the middle. Secondly, Ron, it is perfectly fine to drive around with money in your car, large amounts of it. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. But Dude, stop fucking going from yesterday's thing. Psychopath. Stop being a fucking crybaby. <laughs> this fucking guy is an asshole. Fuck him. He, his his family took the team out in the middle of the night. If 25 years later the guy gets busted with a laundry bag full of fucking pills uh -huh. and $29,000 stuffed in a Wonder Bread bag that he had written <laughs> on it, please don't open. <laughs> There's mold inside this. 
We don't want to breathe it in. I could give a fuck. I can't sit here and relate to that cocksucker. He owns the Indianapolis Colts. How many people in the world can relate to that asshole? Like, 31 others. <laughs> There's 31 other people. Who can say, I can see where he's coming this from. Is it Ursay you're talking about? Yeah, Robert Ursay. What, what did he do? He was he got busted with a laundry bag full of pills. He was driving 10 miles an hour. Okay. And then he had 29 Gs on him. <laughs> in cash. <laughs> I mean, let, let me tell you something. Once you have a laundry full bag pills. full with pills, you already bought enough dope. The last thing you need is another 29 gram worth. And he's, if I own the fucking Colts, I'm going to get those pills, but I'm sending some other cocksucker out. See, this is the sad thing about a dope addict. You really can't trust anyone. You can't look anyone in the eye. You know what I mean? Like, he had to think, I'm going to put on my rodeo shirt and go out and do this shit myself. When you know this guy doesn't even go and get his own dry cleaning. That wait, that's what's crazy. But he's he's the owner of the team, and he's driving around with all those pills himself. Yeah, because he doesn't know how to say to anyone else. Uh, by the way, don't respect me. I need a lot of pills. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he's been trying, and everyone's probably acted like for years that they don't see that he's downed out all the time. Yeah. Well, if you ch check his Twitter account, it, he's you can see how fucked up he is. Where it, everything's written in caps. It looks like he's tweeting with his dick. <laughs> it just looks like he's slapping his cock back and forth. Dang. Um, Dan Gilbert is another crazy owner who I can imagine. He's the guy who owns the Cleveland Cavaliers, yeah. who wrote that insane, he wrote this really long, all-caps letter after LeBron left. It was an, That was the nuttiest thing ever. Yeah, that was the craziest thing. He's another guy I can imagine having laundry bag full of something. I think he even lowered the price of those big fathead stickers for LeBron. Like, he lowered the price to the year some, like, famous trader died. And to, like, a really low oh, like, price. Yeah, just despite Napoleon or something. Yeah. Napoleon was not a trader. <laughs> but he's got that 3D <laughs> basketball court pregame show. I think it's pretty cool, though. The same mind came up with that concept. <laughs> It's really impressive. Too bad. Fuck him. Oh, yeah. He's he, garbage. He guaranteed the Cavaliers would win an NBA championship before LeBron. I won. personally guarantee <laughs> that the Cleveland Cavaliers will win an NBA championship before the self titled King. <laughs> you can't. Well, whatever, yeah. you, you can't fucking guarantee anything that you're not three. playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I personally guarantee that these 11 scrubs. <laughs> Would you guys want this Deshaun Jackson, even though that, you know, he's a great player, but he's a pain in the ass in the locker room and maybe has gang connections? Does he say take him? Yeah. I don't think the Giants need that kind of fucking distraction around. I just feel like, you know, sometimes a new start's good for everybody. Yeah, the I fact mean, they couldn't yeah. trade this guy? And I mean, he's a good player. Like he, he had he's really yards. good. He's really good. Yeah, he had three I mean, hundred He's got star uh, yeah. last year, but uh, he's one of those guys that can break things open. He's also the kind of asshole that'll start running backwards and shit like that, and, and fucking fumble, and, yeah, yeah. And fall the ball out of bounds, his fucking cock, yeah. and fucking <laughs> play <those other> <laughs> for you. Yeah, but you need. I mean, you need you need one of those guys on your team. Yeah, I, guess. I feel like every every good team has one little eccentric guy that they then keep in line. Hey, Giants have Eli. Uh, up on the uh, <laughs> everyone shits on Eli. I don't know why. <laughs> he's a maniac, man. You don't even know. He's won two Super Bowls, and everyone acts like he's disabled. Got keep him fucking he's check. Mentally disabled. <laughs> <Everyone>. <laughs> like after after he beat after he beat Tom Brady in the first 
uh, Super Bowl, and then there was that year where he gave that interview, and he's like, honestly, I think I'm in the same league as Tom Brady. And everyone ripped him for it. Yeah. Like, the New York Post headline was like, retard! Like, everyone just, like, <laughs> shitting all over him. <laughs> they got that bad? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was the headline of the Post. Wow, that's and then, and then he beats Tom Brady again that year. He's and then the there's, and they're be. still like, hey, he's dope. What a you fucking know dope. that Tom Brady just tosses and turns thinking about that shit till fucking retard beat me twice. <laughs> I'm fucking mongoloid. He has to have the tape running on loop in one of his many mansions. <laughs> just a room where he can go to fucking where he just just watches that Tyree like, catch again and uh, again. Yeah. Um, all right, up on the iBang, uh, lactose intolerance has never looked so beautiful in the milk vi- uh, videos. It's uh, Tom Bathgate and Laney from the Tom and Laney podcast uh, put this together. It's really popping. And uh, I don't get it. I don't understand it, but people love it. Welcome, Laney. Hello. To the first get, get to where they're actually doing the milk stuff. It's insane. I'm actually quite beautiful. Oh. Just puking out colored, <laughs> colored different colored milk. Now we got GoPros. <laughs> so Seriously, fuck it. It's so. They did the milk challenge with food coloring. I don't know why we never thought of this before. We did the milk challenge so many times, but we're too stupid to come up with the food coloring. Or else we'd be out like these guys, just or fucking living life. And a GoPro to our forehead. Um. By the way, if you're a person who tweets along with the stuff that we've done that's going worldwide, uh, go over to Ron Fez, Ron and Fez SXM, uh, and check out um, this interview by, well, not an interview, but a story by Lori Lewis from AllAccess.com, basically saying that we have the the best callers, best tweeters in radio. She gives you guys all the credit. You you well deserve that. Uh, going nationwide first trending, but then fifth worldwide, that's fucking insane. That's the most poetic uh, milk challenge video I think it I've really ever seen with the classical of, music. And yeah, it's really kind of beautiful. Sweet. Yeah, it's, it's something very sweet. <laughs> I think with that music, you could do almost anything. And then and like if you just slow can, it down, would that make it better? Mm-hmm. I'd have to see it. Creep. <laughs> Dan Perlman's here with us. The new web series, Moderately Funny, that's on YouTube and Facebook.com slash Moderately Money. And brand new episodes every Sunday. You can follow uh, Dan at Dan J. Perlman on Twitter. Yeah, the the last the last one we did, people seem to be liking. It's basically some bunch of black guys yelling at me in the projects in Long Island City. I like City. that. I like when uh, black guys yell at you. Yeah, yeah. It was, people seem to enjoy that. One of my favorite things. <laughs> seem to get a kick out of that. I'll always watch black guys yell at you. All right, cool. <laughs> I think we figured out a formula. Adam, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hello. Adam, what's up? Hey, I want to know if you guys had read the article on Fox News about Northwestern University has yeah. been ordered by judges to allow their athletes to form a union. Yeah. Uh, this was actually a couple of days old, right? Yeah. Uh, I think so. Yeah, I got no problem with that. 
I was actually excited because I actually went to Northwestern. So Did you I was really? following. Yeah, I went there, so I was following uh, the story. But I went to Southeastern. We never saw you guys around. We <laughs> <laughs> saw the wrong side yeah. of the compass. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm wondering what kind of like, benefits their union can fight for, though. Better, I mean, easier tests? Money. There's money. There's no concussion rules in Insurance. college football. Yeah, they they could get health insurance for years after they've been in the program. There's a lot of things. And by the way, it will go that way one time because it's the right side of history. What, the pay, you think? Yeah. You can't do this. But well, then, what, well, then what are you going to do? Because like, once once they start paying the male college athletes and, and the uh, the basketball and football players, and then they're going to say, oh, you got to pay the women, you and wait. then you're going to be paying the volleyball First players. First of all, you don't have to pay, but if anybody wants to offer money, you can take it. Oh, okay. So, so for the people like that want to pay yeah. this type of thing, they can. Right, okay. And then someone else can break into a college <laughs> where, like the Ivy League, where yeah. we, you know, we know. They're not cheating because look at their fucking teams. The records are off. <laughs> yeah. They're terrible. So they're, we know they're doing it right. But really, for me, the only there's only two schools that I know don't take it easy on their athletes, and that's the Naval Academy and, uh, and West Point. Everybody else, I feel like, I don't give a shit who you are, how small your school is. You know the basketball players. That if there's 600 fucking kids in the college and there's a basketball team, they got it, you know, easier on testing. Because that's just the way life works. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I took uh, class with athletes, and I remember just sitting next to this one guy when I had to write in class yesterday, and he was an athlete, and I was, like, frantically writing, and he, he just sat there and just stared at the blank page for the whole hour, and then just got up and turned it in. But I did that, and you didn't I even, didn't you even play You couldn't even write the Rosa Parks thing. At the very least, you could have done that. Here's uh, Gus. Hey, Ronnie, say one of these football players blows his knee out, as an employee of Northwestern, is he going to claim workman's comp and how the fuck's that going to work? And Perlman, quit laughing, you fucking idiot. You sound stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I like that he felt like he was a coach right there. Get together. I'm going to unionize with my old school. <laughs> What's going on with you, Chris Stanley? What's happening in Chris's world? Well, I saw that NBC is putting out their, their new their, their summer comedies. They're gearing up to put it all I didn't even know about it. Yes. And then one of them is called Taxi Brooklyn. And it's a fucking comedy named Taxi Brooklyn. Taxi Brooklyn. There was already a taxi on television. It's kind of iconic. You can't just put out Taxi Brooklyn, where it's just taxis in Brooklyn. It's like if I put out, what if I put out Seinfeld Bronx? <laughs> that sounds like a, that sounds like a good show. There's, they own it. Taxis are on a TV show already. First of all, you're acting like when they made Taxi, they shouldn't have because there was a movie called Taxi Driver. Right. <laughs> so the thing is, they weren't in Brooklyn with the taxi service before, which is very different than the New York taxi services. I mean, there's fucking green cabs over there like idiots. Oh, and there's nothing wrong with the green cabs. They're great. I, I wouldn't get in one. <laughs> I would not I hate get in a green one. cab. It's just, a, it's just a Lincoln Town Car painted green. It's yeah, fine. Like for an idiot who lives in idiot. the outer borough. And, and this outer is, boroughs are great. And this is taxi for a new era because taxis have changed a lot. Now they got those screens in the back. You have to... They got that, the minivan. Yeah, we never had that in the old taxi. <laughs> right. I came in today in a taxi. It looked like a fucking square just riding on... It was embarrassing. It looked like I was in a bread box. <laughs> 
Now we could have now we could have Judd Hirsch driving around in a in a green car in a green cab. Did you ever even think back to taxi? They barely ever drove. Yeah, most no, of the time all, they were just the sitting garage. around. Yeah, they're just sitting like, in the garage. What? That'd be like a thing called radio that would just show our hall. They could have called dispatch. All right, give me another show. That's that's good show. All right, I want to hear about the big NBC show. I want to see what these fucking elevator idiots have come up with. Also, right. Seinfeld Bronx does sound like a show I would watch. Well, yeah, it would be Seinfeld, but in the Bronx. All right. But they don't have Seinfeld. If no. Seinfeld want to go back and call it Seinfeld in the Bronx, then yes, he could do it. But there will be a taxi in Taxi Brooklyn. Nobody's last name is Taxi. There's no Jerry Taxi. Uh, he's another fucking he's TV right. show, You're a Shelby. fucking idiot. Shelby's, <laughs> Shelby's a moron. You're a moron. No, I'm very smart. I'm making a lot of great points today. All right, look, next is Welcome to I Sweden. I was glad you kept your fucking shit quiet when I had my big fucking headlining comics here. Oh, I kept my... I ain't, I ain't coming in that. Yeah. Welcome to Sweden. That's another new TV show. It's from a Swedish member of the... It has a member of uh, the Swedish version of Saturday Night Live in it. What? Yeah. Swedish version of Saturday Night Live? Yeah. There was Josephine Bornebush. She was a member of the Swedish version of Saturday Night Live. You're just making up names. We've all, <laughs> we're all born a bush, I like to say. <laughs> I thought I really thought that was going to go to Jorgen Strudelflergen, but I guess they went the other way with it. Yeah, I don't, I don't trust this show either. Um, one of the guys from of, uh, Shelby's um, uh, Seven Comics to Keep an Eye Out for has one of these, right, Shelby? Yeah. It's like Ron... Um, yeah, Ron Funches. He's he was on the finale of Kroll Show. He plays, uh, I guess, one of the lawyers. He's yeah. a big, giggly black guy. He's hysterical to watch. He's going to be on Undateable. Um, I've got uh, a new thing that I'm pitching too, and it's called um, a Bagel is Bread, and <laughs> <laughs> but not a sandwich. See, I don't like what that guy when that guy called in before he annoyed us by going back to yesterday's thing. He said, a sandwich has to have meat and cheese in there. No. But I think a peanut butter and jelly sandwich is a sandwich. That's the, Yeah, it's in the definition. Yeah, I think, that's I a think sandwich. You, you can even have a veggie sandwich. But he gave yeah. his shitty definition, and it said it had to have uh, meats and cheeses. He also said it in a very confident way, as if he was like reading it from Merriam-Webster's. Yeah, but even then, let me tell you something. I feel like the people in this room know more about sandwiches than those fucking assholes. <laughs> and by that, I mean everybody but Chris. What? I don't plan. And by the way, a lot of people tweet it. Dan, they think you're lying when you said the guy's never eaten a sandwich. They think that's a fucking lie. They think I'm lying? Yes. Or they think he's lying. Well, either both. he's lying and, you, and you're fucking naively believing, or you're like driving here today and you're like, I know what I can do. I can tell Ryan Fez that I fucking know somebody <laughs> who's never eaten a sandwich. And we'll just <laughs> run with that. <laughs> this is the kill. When they lock eyes with me, I just won't give in. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's lying. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what his motivation would be to lie. Probably it's, trying to get in your pants. <laughs> he wants that D. Acting uh, like he's losing weight, dieting. Well, it worked, all right? Now people want to know why Fez hasn't denounced the red string w uh, winner. He doesn't do that. We have a red string winner. Oh, see, now I made a liar out of me. Uh, winner of the Joe Mandy First Responders, at Zip the Ripper. At Zip the Ripper. Winner from the uh, last night's hashtag red string when Joe Mandy appeared on Late Night with Seth Meyers. All right, all right, all right. Mm. Uh, Jimmy, you're on the Run of Fest show. 
Yo. Yeah. Uh, Seinfeld Bronx uh, thing there. What's the deal with all the Puerto Ricans? I mean... <laughs> Uh, why? How come a Dominican is not a Puerto Rican anyway? Ah! Kramer! Kramer! Puerto Ricans! Want some plantain? Lema. It's like a banana, but it doesn't taste good. Why? We don't cook bananas, why are we cooking plantains? Ah, Kramer! By the way, his I friend saw... Jorge Costanza. Yeah, Jorge is coming over. <laughs> I think Elaine's the cutest thing in the whole world. I was just watching Seinfeld the other night, and I'm like, "What's wrong with Jerry?" The first time she jumped up and pushed me like that, I'd be like, "I gotta fucking take you. <laughs> You're just too fucking hot." Well, she always wanted it, but I, Jerry just always had these other broads around all the time, constantly picking up one. If it was like a normal series, they would have got together at the end, but they don't do it. But she got a good amount of other random dick throughout the season. Oh, yeah, she's did well for us. First yeah. of all, Putty alone, I think, just fucking, just, oh, putty, yeah. just fucking destroyed her vagina. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably took her to the point, I don't want to sound racist here, where no Jew would ever be able to satisfy her. <laughs> and bro if, there, if there were Bronx Putty... She'd oh, be wrecked. Forget about it. She'd be wrecked. The Bronx. BX, what's up? Boogie Dow. <laughs> Jenny from Jenny from the Block. Is there was public housing putty. Is there anything is, is, uh, like uh, that is nice public housing? Is well, there, there is some Section Eight that is that is there are, there are nice buildings people get on waiting lists for them, but that's that's very like uh, over on Forty uh, Ninth. Uh, uh, 42nd and 9th Avenue, there's like public housing for like artists, for like actors and, and singers and everything else. And those are actually really nice buildings. They're supposed to do those luxury buildings over on the west side, and there was a controversy over they were going to have a separate entrance for the low income families makes that sense. we're going to be forced to live. That doesn't make forced. sense. It sucks. Not forced, <laughs> <laughs> but lucked out that we'll live there. Yeah. That were given public housing in that new building. When did when did this story come out? Oh, that was I think it was last year. Whatever happened with it? I don't think the building's built yet. Mm. Keep the plebs out of the fucking lobby. Wait, then you know what? Don't take the fucking tax break, you fucking <laughs> cocksuckers. That's the only reason why you do this is not the goodness of your heart, because the city gives you an amazing tax break. So no, you let those fucking waterheads come walking through the lobby like <laughs> anyone else. <laughs> Now, the thing that you were talking about with the artists and actors and all that, yeah. that's like pub public housing for college graduates. Oh. They're, try they're trying to do that. They're doing that in, in Detroit also. They're setting up all these houses to like encourage people to move there because nobody would fucking want to go to Detroit. Oh, it's too fucking scared. They've turned off fucking miles and miles and miles of electricity there. They just yeah, I know. So they're opening up these houses and they're like, if you want to come write or be an artist, just apply here and then you can live for free in this night. I mean, Detroit nice house. But I don't. Th I don't. I don't think anyone's. Someone buying. told me this, and I don't know whether it's true or not. They said in Ireland, if you tell the government that you're writing a novel, they'll just start and pay you, and you can sit at your house. That's there's such a long tradition of great Irish novelists in the country. It's good for the country. So the they'll just start and give you money if you say that you're writing a novel. Let's all move to Ireland. Say we're fucking writing the great novel. 
Tell you the truth, I'd rather mix fucking cement than sit there and try to write a novel. I'd be too embarrassed to hand in one of my novels. Do they do they hold you? Do they hold you? Do you have to like go and send in the novel at the end? It doesn't have to be great. I'll just send in this Rosa Parks. The Rosa Parks man. Yeah. So you're gonna steal from the government? So college first draft. So college kids studying abroad over there should just everyone should head to Ireland. You get paid. You just get drunk every night. You send in a half-ass novel. You get paid. Um, Jenny Hutt has written to me, and she's written to Jay Moore. She's tweeted to him that, that Jay turned her down to be on her show, and that Jay's good friends with her brother. Mm. It kind of gets sad when she does that in public. Yeah. Why is she? I just to... saw it now in my email, and then I see that she's tweeting to him too. That comes off weird. Hey, coming up at 3 o'clock, we don't like to talk about it very much, but it's going to be a uh, town hall with George Lopez. But, dude, i got to get out of here at 3 o'clock because I've been in here all day like a crazy person. I'm going to call you Hat Trick Roddy you, B. All right, I'm going to tell the truth right now. Yeah. Two hours I slept last night. Oh, my God. I don't know why. <laughs> That's fucked up, dude. Were you, were you working or something? Were you just, I can sit around, around like Putty. Yeah. Just <laughs> sitting on my couch like Putty, just letting time pass. It was a great Putty episode last night when he uh, when they constantly kept breaking up and they, they took the international flight over. They kept going back together. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, he did the thing where I don't want a magazine. You yeah. remember that? Mm -hmm. Well, if you go watch Curb, they did the same bit with Jeff Garland saying he didn't want a magazine, and I yelled. Larry David stole this from himself. From he plagiarized <laughs> himself. Larry, Larry, lazy fucking writing. <laughs> Maybe he just felt like people really didn't get the laugh right. of that. It would be funnier with Garland. <laughs> they I did my balls off last night when I, that happened. They, they, there's a great video with uh, Aaron Sorkin, also where somebody compiled all the times he's plagiarized himself. The guy wrote West Wing, oh, Social yeah, yeah, Network, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And, and Newsroom. There's just this really weird video where he just like it, it, he just has these characters saying not just like specific lines <laughs> but just like these long like speeches <laughs> maybe maybe this shit just keeps going around in his head and he can't get rid of it he's or he's just literally copy and pasting like alright yeah this worked in Glengarry Glen, Glen Ross let's just have Martin Sheen on the West Wing side alright so now we're saying Sorkin wrote Glengarry Glen the Ross hell you well then I'm gonna fucking call David Mamet right now and tell which, him which one am I thinking of I'm thinking, oh, what, it's your brain, no, bro. Some, something with Alec Baldwin. <laughs> it's your brain. Something with Alec something Baldwin. With Alec Baldwin. <laughs> 30 Rock. Now I'm going to call Tina Fey. I'm going to call Tina Fey right now. Uh, I forgot. What the fuck was I looking up on the ONA show today? Oh, this thing where this guy looked just like Alec Baldwin, and Anthony noticed it. But then I didn't want to say nothing because both those guys from are from Long Island, but I think a lot of those people from Long Island look alike. I get fucking weird when I go out on Long Island. I like, I'm like, I'd like to turn around now, please. <laughs> Long Island's a very strange place. It's strange. And you think it's just this one short island, but there's there's plenty of different. But it's, but it's Long, Long Island. Island. Yes, it's it fucking aptly named. Another good name is Rocky Mountain. <laughs> These things make sense. It is a Grand Canyon we're I mean, talking you're almost, about. You're almost the end of it two hours later, you know? Bullshit. Get to poor Jeff. You're like, all right. Poor close. Jeff is nowhere near the end of it. You got to the beginning of it. I have to scream at him sometimes. I'm, I'm sorry, Fez. Oh, that's all right. You sure? He needs it. I know you don't what? like loud. You know what I mean? You don't like aggressiveness. You don't like if anyone's yelling, right? I get very nervous, yeah. 
So everyone from Long Island, you just said they're just all the same Jew to you? No, 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 because the Baldwins are Irish. Okay. They're just, yeah, they're... Irish, Jewish, or Italian. They all just remind me of fucking, like, sons of fishermen. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mean that in a bad way. But, you know what I mean? You might as well be up in fucking in Newfoundland or something. Just go to Ireland and run. And the awful. weird thing is, like, you ever go out to Montauk when you're yeah. at the end? You feel like you're in the middle of the ocean. You don't feel like you're on land looking out. You basically feel like I'm in the middle of the ocean, not that I'm on land. Yeah, I fucking said it. I went there. I don't see them as being part of Earth. I see them <laughs> as being a large boat. Look, it, we just, could, feel, it just feels like a, a random island, you're saying? I've yeah. never been out that far. I, just, I was just reading this thing that there's this island that I, I, I have to go to it after I heard this. It's called, it's a small island in Massachusetts. It's called Busta Rhymes Island. And it's from this guy who's like, he's a fan of Busta Rhymes. So he got this little piece of land and he's going through all, through all of the like necessary steps through the government to uh -huh. name it, name it Busta Rhymes Island. I'm a Busta nut. It's right next to it. Labors. Uh, do we got a break here, Chris? Yeah, we have to break one more time. Um, Paul O'Callaghan, Paul O, uh, has put up a piece about Woody Allen that doesn't help. And he also claims that he cut a YouTube with it. How long is it? It's ten minutes long. I can't fucking play ten minutes of that. <laughs> there won't be much show left if we play ten minutes of it. I know, we got a hard out today, too. <laughs> yeah. But we should break, uh, yeah, we should break. You know what time. we'll do? We'll just push back... This thing that we've been promoting all day, we'll push back to town hall. For Paul Would you, Yeah, for Paul O. To play 10 minutes. Of, no. Until we get to fucking George Lopez, who's had a wonderful, distinguished career, we'll play 10 minutes of Paul O fucking rambling. No, no, we have to go to George Lopez at 3. Why don't you uh, send it to the iBang and we can put it up there? Okay. Let me break now. Run a fest. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce Ron and Fez on Raw Dog. <laughs> this from shelves you probably recognize that like the beginning of every tarantino movie he has that like old school kind of splice goes across it's just the beginning he doesn't play it this long it's called so it's like it used to be the theater thing right like he's pretending it's a, a 1970s theater like a grindhouse thing like the guitar yeah. like grainy kind of footage yeah but i i think that that piece was used in the old movie theaters. I don't know who, like, it, it belonged to whatever the AMC of the day was. I'm going to just say that. Uh, we brought up Paul O. He's got a 10-minute rant about Woody Allen. And he goes, this is for the iBang if it's not too hot. And I go, it's not too hot. It's just dated. This all went back to last winter. Paul O., how are you? Hi, Paul Polo. You like the movie. Yeah, you like the movie, too, Paul. How are you? Yeah, very good. Very good. I don't. I do think it's hot because I think it's an ongoing thing. I don't think it's ever going to get resolved, and until it's resolved, it's always going to be a, a, an open wound. For who? 
My, well, I'm fine. Is, <laughs> well, I understand you're fine. It's not. Uh, he's trying to say the accusations against Mr. Woody Allen as a pedophile. It's now you. Here's my problem with your writing, Paul. You do not take a personal stand on whether you think there's guilt or in, innocence. You basically write and talk for 10 minutes saying this is a horrible thing. I hope it's not true. And yet if it's not true, it's still horrible. <laughs> well, I think it, I think the problem is, is that there's a, there's a little bit of a, a court of public opinion going on in a media circus for a while, and it's basically an accusation. I mean, the accusations are there. Why is your face darked out? Like maybe <laughs> like you were there and you're a pedophile. And where did you do this from? Spain? What is behind you? <laughs> I was... I had I I should have done it in my room. I have much better acoustics in my room. Where are you? I I'm in a conference room. No, but what is this place that you're at? Yeah, I'm actually at the library conference room. So you sit in the library and shoot a YouTube up on your face for ten minutes, where your face well, is darked out. I'm now in favor of the no talking rule in the library. I understand. I wrote the thing, and, you know... But why are you two months late with this opinion? It really goes back to the Golden Globes. Well, first of all, it's the Golden Globes, the letter in the Times, Lena Dunham. I mean, Liam Neeson was talking about stuff yesterday. This is going to be going on forever. What did Liam Neeson have to do with anything? Liam Neeson, he was uh, talking about naked pictures of Sun Yi that, that were discussed at the time when all of this broke. Well, what did he say? He saw them? <laughs> he said that, you know, Woody was filming husbands and wives, and then he took off for a half an hour with no explanation. And he came back, and my lawyer, you know, said there were naked pictures. You know, uh, that that means I have a unique set of talents <laughs> able to deal with this. I have a very specific set of <laughs> photographs. <laughs> it's just it's weird to imagine Paul being in a library where there's like students and like old professors researching and then he's just at a table just rambling for ten minutes at, about Woody Allen. At best it's a library in a monastery. Look at this fucking place. <laughs> it doesn't exist in this country. Like parapets. Yeah. It's eighteen hundreds Madrid that he did this from. <laughs> you you should you should be doing something on time travel, you fucking weirdo. I never saw someone inside a sandcastle before. <laughs> But not for or against time travel, just to be general. Why is the camera so close to your face? Did you attach a GoPro to a cold sore? Well, it's his selfies, his little fucking alligator arms that he has. I didn't drag a tripod in or anything. We understand, Paul. Paul, no one's attacking you on that. Do you think that Woody Allen is innocent or guilty? I believe he's not guilty. I believe he might have had inappropriate touching of some sort because that's know, guilty <laughs> inappropriate inappropriate touching of a child is guilty but but not, but not if you're, you're the father and daughter i mean inappropriate meaning is a vague concept i'm not sure she says something very vague that he brought her up to the attic and she said play with the trains while he was doing something behind her this is what she said I don't know. That does sound very bad, but she's not exactly specific. So what are you saying that he did, in your opinion? She also did say sexually assault after the train thing. She 
they, she says, oh, well, he'd like to stick his thumb in my mouth. He'd like to, you know, uh, I'd sleep in the bed with him in his underwear. I mean, these are not, is this exactly inappropriate things? I, it, it, her, this is the most pointed things that are being said right. from Bill and herself. And this is all occurring when she was seven years old. And she has no relationship since seven years old with Woody Allen. So, I mean, all of the anger and animosity that was going on at the time, I mean, I'm of the personal opinion that it's probably not true, certainly not the way that she thinks that she remembers it. Does anybody think that Woody's guilty? Anyone here? I don't. Uh, I think so. You do think that he's guilty? Yeah, I think he's guilty, but... I mean, and I'm a huge fan of his work and everything. Mm-hmm. I think he's guilty, but I also think that uh, Mia Farrow used Dylan as a as a pawn in a lot of ways. Because I mean, I've read about it and like this wasn't just like one incident. Right. This was like a thing for years of like him going into counseling because they were like on the beach when she was four and he was like rubbing like lotion in her butt crack like in front of the whole family and like all this weird. Woody's shit. never been on the beach in his life. <laughs> Woody Allen has never. Now I know. That that's never happened, but uh, and but you so think she, and so she would do all this stuff, but like that's just not like me. wanted it to happen. Well, not that she want, but it's like if you're a ena- not not enabling, but like if you think that somebody's and she was accusing him from when Dylan was two mm-hmm. of lusting after her, and if you think your boyfriend is lusting after your two-year-old daughter you don't say get like out. hey go into treatment you say like yeah get the fuck away you don't like hang out with him for another five years and then mm. when he starts dating Sunya, you still invite him up to the house in connecticut i mean like there's the dan perlman blaming the victims i'm saying uh, they're, I mean, both, saying, they're, no, both they're like, all victims yeah, you're saying yeah yeah everybody's yes. a victim they're i like, feel bad for dylan because i feel like they yeah i mean i think he did it and i think she helped do it yeah so could you still see his movies? Would you go to Blue Jasmine and enjoy it still? Yeah, I went. I saw Blue Jasmine. Knowing that in your mind, this is the work of a pedophile. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's I mean, but when you start to get into that game. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, you, that, that's that the game rules, that we're in. The pet no, game. Uh, <laughs> the uh, you're ruling out almost everybody's. I mean, I, if people don't want to see the movies because yeah. they hate them, like, yeah, I totally understand that. But you said you wouldn't. You don't judge the artist. You judge the art. I mean, in some in some cases, that's just my person. If other, maybe there are other people that if they do something like, ah, I don't want to support them. I mean, it's yeah. a totally subjective thing. I don't, I don't have some hard rule of see, like. Here's the funny thing about it. I kind of think that. When I looked at Wolf of Wall Street, I kind of feel like that's somewhat of an immoral film to show young people. But right. I don't think that that Marty is an immoral person. Uh, I think there's definitely more morality to Blue Jasmine than there <laughs> is to Wolf of Wall Street. And they're both kind of about the same topic. You know what I mean? Right. But I, I think that if you watched Wolf of Wall Street, you wouldn't think, hey, if I do bad things, I hurt people. They just showed oh, no. people doing bad things and then partying and boogieing. And I had this uh, conversation with people. Uh, one disagreed with me. Well, the, in Wolf of Wall Street, they showed that he could have even then he didn't have to do time. You know, he he chose to fucking run the company or whatever afterwards. Like, but he he, but even at the point that he, uh, you know, ratted out his friends, there was nothing about him that showed any morality to anyone. Children, wife, 
Nothing. Even at the end, it's he's just doing the same. And then what they do? They show the FBI guy, FBI guy like he's a fucking scumbag sitting in a fucking train. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's heading back to a story like a fucking know nothing radio hey, producer. Well, 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 come on, <laughs> don't you have to pull those parallels together? There's no point in that. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, Paulo, make a fucking stand here. What is your uh, stand I, for once in your life? Well, I, I made a comparison in the article that I wrote to Phil Spector. Now, Phil Spector was a freak, and uh, David Mamet puts out this very interesting movie about him with Al Pacino, and, and it's very clear that, as far as he was concerned, Phil Spector was innocent and not should not have been convicted. But he was convicted in a second trial, and that's because... Basically, in the court of public opinion, people don't give a shit. They think he's a freak. They think he's just been doing freaky things his whole life. Screw well, I, I mean, I didn't follow the trial, but I've read plenty of articles about him that looked like a slam dunk that he killed that girl. Absolutely not. Absolutely no way he could have pulled the trigger. He it, came it, out and told the police, I, or the limo driver, one or the other, that I killed her. But that's exactly what I'm talking about. This is all rumor and things that got strung together. And it, it may have been a, a remark that he made that sounded like something. This is, what, this is exactly the same kind of thing. What happens here is a lot of people just hear a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and they make an opinion. And in my opinion, that's why this is never going to get properly addressed, because it's never going to go to trial. It's never going to have any kind of... Well, it can't have go to trial now. They, they no. actually put it up for trial when it happened. And the they said there wasn't enough evidence, and they didn't believe, you know, they didn't believe in what the little girl was saying at the time. So no, it won't go to a fucking trial. No, and he took. Yeah. Also, he took the I, lie detector test. Right. I don't think he could be vindicated so much, even though he was technically vindicated at the time by all of these. Uh, Can I just say this? Either he's telling the truth, or he's the best liar I've ever seen because the machine loves him. And not only that, but I mean, he has such a incredible resume of incredible integrity and, uh, you know, artistic consistency. I, mean, I agree 100%. I can't see how a person of such moral integrity uh, and such intelligence could, could compartmentalize uh, such a part of his life. That, that's, again, I don't know whether that's possible or not. I would have guessed that it was. I mean, does they did go back and collect all the ped jokes that he's ever done, and there's been quite a few. Yeah. But you'd be able to do that with everybody in this room. Oh, my God. I mean, we make <laughs> They could put me away forever. Look, Fez just did this. <laughs> yeah. For a regular of them. Um, I think we're one uh, ten-minute video of a library in Pamplona away from solving this thing. Um, I think we're close. If anything, this I would I would think it would be abuse to show this dark, weird video to children. <laughs> and this is part of my Just problem. put it up a little bit. I, Let me hear what he's rambling about. ...by an angry and bitter 28-year-old Dylan Farrow, publishing an open letter in the New York Times. She obviously hates her father and accuses him of horrible things. He counters calling her accusations untrue and disgraceful. Disgraceful. <clears throat> Who do we believe? <laughs> Writer, act, director, actress Lena Dunham weighed in on Mark Barron's uh, podcast after urging her Twitter followers to read Dylan's account. Well, it should be noted that Dunham's characters are almost exclusively uh, full of crazy impulses and unchecked demons on her primary work, which is well, the HBO series, Girls. I, I, I wrote Many an people article. were moved 
uh, by Dylan's account. Dylan talks specifically of not liking being in bed with him in his underwear or when he would lay Did his I? head in her naked lap. <laughs> or when good stuff. <laughs> Let me ask, why are you wearing the sniper serial killer glasses? <laughs> <laughs> like, Look, I, if, if I'm directing the, the fucking movie about a serial killer, I go, look, put on these glasses. Oh, those are perfect. Again, I'm going to do an advertisement right now for Dollar Tree. It's the only place that actually charges a dollar for reading glasses. And uh, I, It looks you like know, you should have got fucking change because <laughs> those wire rims are... I'm watching them slice through your nose as you sit there. Well, part of the problem is if you get plastic uh, uh, frames, they break if you uh, treat them badly. These are that uh, nice wire rims. Well, and that's level of deep intimacy should between a father and a, a daughter, <clears throat> I personally, again, would probably err on the side of being angry and standoffish. <laughs> I don't know what appropriate behavior between a consenting adults is. I think most adults are vile and disgusting, but most consenting adults like that behavior. Don't get me started on celebrities. I mean, FDR, JFK, and their antics. The infamous incident in the attic that Dylan described is left vague. It is clear Dylan despises her father uh, and their relationship up until the time she was seven years old. She's had no relationship with him since. The tone of the letter has a flippant and sarcastic tone at times, accusing everyone, anyone who has associated with Alan or anyone who watches his movies as being involved in kind of a conspiracy. Right, can I just ask you something, Paul? Did this yeah. give you wood? <laughs> you seem like you have an erection while you're sitting there. You know, it's a private room. And look, I'm not an abuser of children. I'll say that right <laughs> now. Oh, my God. <laughs> what said. Oh, my God. That's what that sounds like? Yes. Yeah. That's what I try to point out to you time and time again. You're better just to take the punches and keep walking. You know what I mean? I, I, I've learned a lot today. Let them throw their tomatoes. I am the barber of Seville. I am the barber of Seville. Oh, Paul, you're fucking nuts. <laughs> Uh, coming up at 3 o'clock, uh, we are uh, going to jump around. We're going to jump around for a little while. But these guys will be gone, but you'll hear me with George Lopez as I do my third show in one day. Uh, this time at Town Hall with George Lopez. Here's one of the questions that was asked from the audience. Remember, just do your fucking bit. Oh, hey, hey uh, remember when you, hey, uh, you did your uh, stand up and uh, when you when you get tired and you're like sitting in the chair, like you, he was going to do that. Day? He was going to do that in there, but then he thought, I can't <laughs> remember. Even when someone points at me, even when I'm set up, I'll just freeze. Is it weird for you to see from this vantage point, Fez? It's very disconcerting, yes. It's like you dropped a fucking kid out of your nuts and just totally bypassed the vagina. Like, a, like <laughs> your fucking nuts opened up and a fucking little Fez just dropped out on the floor, hitting its, out, its head. I was trying to pull up an image of this, this documentary called Stevie about, about a pedophile. Did you see that? And it, it looks it looks exactly like uh, Paul in that video. I, the same glasses. I don't think it's not true. 
what? So everybody now Woody Allen. Yeah, I mean I agree. Woody Allen with his large glasses, he does look like a pedophile, but. <clears throat> I'm not a pedophile, sir. And that's part of the point that I'm trying to make. You are wearing the same fucking glasses <laughs> as Stevie the pedophile. Aviator fucking three glasses. He's still in prison in Mississippi, I think. Paulo, you should go visit him and then just yeah. switch places with him. Let him go out and get a cheeseburger. Want some time outside? <laughs> go ahead, go. I'll be fine in here for a while. You're coming back, right? Remember when you're on TV... So, Fez, I know I'm fucking tired, and I've said this a, a number of times. Do we got anything else we need to plug? I think that's it. We mentioned Filtered Excellence, the town hall coming up right after this show, <laughs> George Lopez, and the Unmasked that was announced today on the ONA show. Details on how you can get tickets coming to the, the Interbank. Yeah, go to the iBank for that. And um, all my music videos. And Paulo's music videos. <laughs> And Eugene Merman, a film by Ken Burns. It's all up there in the iBank today. Um, very nice picture of ONA and Jimmy, too. That was really nice when Jimmy came back in here and just wanted to, and basically said in so many words uh, that Louis Anderson is the comedian that changed his life. It was amazing. I never would have met Dice, and if it wasn't for Dice, I wouldn't have met ONA. If it wasn't for ONA, I wouldn't be able to be over on the Metal Channel right now doing an interview. Mm. Five minutes to satellite today. Yeah, five minutes. Oh, after the um, town hall I'm doing with George Lopez, switch over to the ONA channel, and then you can hear me there. It's really hashtag... Um, Ron Fest. It's like a Ron time loop. Ron Bennington show. It really doesn't stop. It's a it's a Ron Fest or a festival of Ron. <laughs> now the boys have asked me time and time again, why won't you come in with me, Fez? What are you concerned about? Well, I mean, especially after I heard today that I had made Opie so uncomfortable sitting between him and his wife at the Village Underground for the My Wife Hates Me podcast. That video's up today, too, by the way. That's up at richvoss.com. You know, I didn't think... I thought, all right, this is just going to be more uncomfortableness, and I don't want to cause that. Well, they'd love to have you. Did he tell you at the time that he wanted to sit next to his wife, or did he just let that sit? It was a whole awkward set of circumstances. (laughs) Here's something that might make you feel better, Bane Cat. Have you seen this on the iBang? I haven't seen Bane Cat yet. I go over to the iBang uh, and come up with Bane Cat. I know we only got a couple minutes left, but this is something that I had to keep watching over and over. Give me a little volume there. Spike! Come on, boy. Come on, you know you gotta get in the car. Why don't you ever listen? Or perhaps he's wondering why someone would give him a treat before throwing him into that cage. Peanut, you know I have to take him to the vet. Do you feel in charge? Uh, I'm the owner. And this gives you power over me? (laughs) Seriously, that's every bit as good as Batman. It's better, actually. Hey, Chris, did you thank Shelby today for improving the music on the show? I didn't thank Shelby for that, no. Go ahead. I'll sit here and do it while you... 
Oh, oh wait, I mean, it took you months and you didn't make any move. And this kid comes in with nothing but a goddamn lunchbox and a dream. <laughs> and has just turned the rejoinder music into something that has people tapping their toes. That's good. Fez hates music. And he loves these rejoiners. Good work, Shelby. I think they're the best we've ever had. What? And what do you think of Shelby? Shelby's nailing it on rejoiners. As a producer, is he the best we've ever had? Yeah. Are you? Absolutely. Crazy? That's a crazy fucking statement. <laughs> I thought that was rhetorical. <laughs> well, obviously it wasn't. That's why I had to walk you through it to give us a little bit of drama. And then I like that Chris said, all you did is say, yeah. And Chris goes like this. I find that a ridiculous statement, sir. Appalling, if you will. And I'm ha and on the other end of the line is a pedophile. <laughs> and yet I'm more offended by you talking about rejoiners. I've been besmirched. Hearsay. You know what? I love that fucking term, besmirched. It's fun. You it's know what? I've never underused. used it. It's an underused word. I've never used yeah. it. Well, I just had to fuck. I just had a reason to use it because he just fucking besmirched me right in my face. I need to be besmirched more so I can fucking. You know what I mean? <laughs> Throw it out there. Yeah. You, you know another one? To. Zenith. That's another one. How do, you, well, how do you use it? Like I got a new TV. It's a Zenith. <laughs> <laughs> it's like something. Something. Something's really. Uh, that's at their Zenith right now. I've never heard. I've never used it that way. Have you fez? No. You hate all music, Fess? Yeah, he does. Can't stand it. That's almost as broad as not liking the sandwiches, not having them. That's up there with liking all music, because I hate people who say this. I like all kinds of music. What do you listen to? Everything? Everything but rap and country. <laughs> I love movies. I love music. I like to look at them. I like to look at movies. <laughs> Try to guess who that was the impression of. I know it was Fez. Fez says, instead of watch, he says, look at. Look at them. He'll say it for a fucking magazine, and he'll say it for a movie. <laughs> I was looking at it. Yeah, it's good to look at. <laughs> well, Polo, I really wanted to talk to you about the new Wes Anderson. Yes, sir. Did you like it? Uh, yeah, I loved it. I put it up on the interrobank. I love one filtered up there. It should be just called the Paul O section. <laughs> the music's a Paul O. As you probably understand, Wes Anderson is a, somewhat of a pedophile himself. <laughs> he does the ancient dance between 40-year-olds and 3-year-olds. A dance that, even though the law is against, will not stop the dancers from behaving. Go ahead, read away, Fuzzy. Dan Perlman, thanks for being here, buddy. Thanks so much for having me. His web series, Moderately Funny, is on YouTube and at Facebook.com slash Moderately Money. So that's new episodes every Sunday at Dan J. Perlman on Twitter. Go see Louis Anderson. Wait, before that, I don't like to compare my ex-interns. But Dan has left hands bananas in the dust. <laughs> this proves it. Yeah. This proves it. Today's appearance. I love hands bananas. Oh, P-E-R-L, by the way. Not P-E-A-L. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, God. Fix oh, it. Oh, my God. Fix it, fucko. Oh, my God. Go see Louis Anderson tonight at Levity Live in West Nyack, New York, and Jay Moore at the Brigada Casino in Atlantic City, New Jersey. That's tonight. And coming up, George Lopez Town Hall, hosted by Ron Bennington. Let me say by the those two men, too, uh, Louis and Jay. God bless their hearts. They were so fucking fun today. 
right. I'm going to go home and take a nap. No, I'm going to listen to George Lopez for an hour. Wink, wink. And then I'm going to take a nap. That's it for us. See you guys on the flip side. True to the West and always. Go read Paul O. Up on the iBang. Filtered Excellence up on the iBang. Bane Cat up on the iBang. And that's the end of my show. Donk. You know what you've been doing? You've been listening to the Ron and Fez show. It's now over, but don't worry. You can listen again and again on Sirius XM On Demand. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand. Listen to Ron and Fez whenever you want. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand.